How is the bad weather affecting you? BBC Three Counties Radio. Pictures of the snow, please. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. on the worst snow. And do you know what? The other day I was saying I sh- I'm going to put my sledge in the back of my car and have it ready. And I did. I haven't done it. I haven't done it. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, probably going to go home. So I'll see if I can find it and, and dig it out and bring it back. Uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Um, you can text us. 81333, starting your text 3CR, and you can give us a call, 08459 455 555. Bear with us this morning. This is what makes live radio so exciting, because I literally don't know what's going to happen in the show. You get a little bit of the white stuff, snow, and uh, it throws everything up in the air. Who who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. Well, I had a dream about George Michael last night. It wasn't very pleasant for us. Hats off to snow! We're celebrating the magic of snow today. And I've decided this show is officially on the side of snow. No whinging from us. Snow is getting the childish thumbs up today. Ooh, you know all the kids are thinking, do we get the day off school? Is this... Is this bad enough for us to get the day off school? Do you know what? I... I'm saying it probably is. Not up to me. It's not up to me. But if it were up to me, I would close all the schools in the three counties. 08459 455 555. Who knows what's going to be on the show this morning as guests fall at the wayside, those lightweights. Where are your snowshoes? I can see an intense production meeting taking place in the studio next door to decide, do we carry on with the show or do we just pull the plug and sit in a, in a huddle as we throw bits of furniture onto a fire? It's an option. Uh, John! I know nothing about you, John. I don't know where you are or who you are or even why you've called in. It just says on my screen, caller, John. Uh, morning, Ian. I'm a truck driver, mate. Good, good for you. Whereabouts are you? I'm at a place called Beeston now, which is south of Sandy on the A1. Oh, I'm aware of Beeston, of course. And I've just travelled up from Welling Garden City where I stopped overnight. Yep. The A1, there's a big Sainsbury's south of Beeston. I yep. ain't advertising, but... From there, all the way down to Welling Garden City, the A1 is absolutely chaos. It, now, uh, is, is this because of the snow, or is this because of cars, or both? The, the snow, Pop. What, it, what it's done, it's come down so quick, it's just all... I mean, I'm in a big, heavy goods vehicle, so it don't really, you know, I say it don't bother me, it does, yeah. but... It's all compacted down to ice underneath. It's happened very, very quickly, isn't it? Well, I stopped in Welling Garden City last night, parked up 8 o'clock, started at 5 this morning. I opened the curtains and I thought, who's been playing silly fools with a stove machine? Well done. (laughs) You know, uh, yeah. Um, And I was just amazed. Well, hang on, we, we did a report the other week, I don't know if you heard, the other day, about uh, gritting, right, and, and the gritters, and all the gritters yeah. going, we've got loads of grit, loads of salt, yeah. don't you worry about us, we'll sort it out. And did, w- was anybody gritting, because you're supposed to grit before the snow comes? Yes. Was anybody oh. gritting last night? Can we chase it up, team? Was anybody out gritting last night? Because they should have been. Well, I certainly didn't. I come down from Liverpool yesterday to Wadding Garden City. Yeah. And I didn't see one gritter. No. John, uh, listen, apart from professional, you know, how it may affect your business aside, you're a fan yeah. of the snow? I love it. Yes, of course you do. And we do, don't we? I love the snow. John, listen, thank you very much for your updates. Listen, we, I have decided this, this show is taking the official stance, we heart snow. We heart snow on this show. Can we find out, did anybody do any gritting last night? 
because they should have been uh, out gritting last night. You, you grit before, don't grit now. Pointless now. You grit before the snow comes. And we, we had um, a report last week. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, three counties. We have got loads of 60,000 tonnes of the stuff. More grit and salt than you could shake a salt stick at. Well, were you out last night laying this stuff, dear gritters? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's going to be one of those shows where it's kind of like the last day of term, and you can turn up with your, your, your video games and uh, you know in mufti, if you want. Now, oh, the Chancellor makes his autumn statement today. Not quite as big as the budget, but it's seen as an important moment, especially in the face of the grim economic forecasts. George Osborne has indicated he's going to make the wealthy pay more, and he could bring in a means test for winter fuel payments for the elderly. Well, this is what the people in Harpenden think about that. I think our things should be means tested, quite frankly. Child's allowance, all sorts of things. You know, but it's a very big job to do it, isn't it? I mean, some very large salaries in Harpenden. Very, very large salaries. And, and it does seem wrong, doesn't it, when so many people are going without, you know. We will be in the house more than someone who's going out to work each day and can turn down the, the boiler when they're out of the house. So it doesn't seem a very enlightened thing to do. Uh, and it discriminates, again, with the pensioners many of whom have been hit very badly. Well, later on in the show, fingers crossed and indeed touch wood, uh, we will have um, a tax partner at Milton Keynes' office of PricewaterhouseCoopers coming in. He should be in now. Let me just look. No, he's not there. The snow. You see, it's a snow special this morning. And listen, I'm, I'm not going to have any... I don't want anybody naysaying this snow because it's a gift, isn't it? Yeah, it's, do you know what? It's going to completely screw up the day that I had planned. Completely. I was getting this ridiculous mop chopped off. I was going to see my kids properly for the first time in, in, since, thir- since Wednesday. But all those things are far less important than... L- look out the window... Look out the window and try not to get that childish rush through your heart. Yeah, I know part of you is going, oh, work. Oh, no, how am I going to get to... Oh, no. But but really, the real feeling deep inside that you've forgotten about is going, yes, no, of course it is. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Why? That's what I meant to ask the last caller. Why is it when there's a little bit of snow, why do people not know how to drive in the snow? Don't, hey, here's the thing, right? If it's snow and you're not moving, you're trying to move, but you can't move because you can't get any traction, don't, don't really rev your engine so your wheels skid even far. Don't do that. That's ridiculous and quite dangerous. Little, little rock. Little rock backwards and forwards. That's what you want. Little rock backwards and forwards to get a little bit of momentum and then you move forward. If you want, if, you, if, you, if you're struggling to drive in the snow, phone me up, 08459 455 555. I will tell you uh, how, how we're doing it, how to do it. Now, today, today we're making history. Well, <laughs> we were due to make history across beds, hearts and bucks. We're getting Luton Town Football Club's famous AstroTurf pitch back together. Yeah, we were. 21 years off. Yeah, we were going to. Dealey? Yeah. Oh, man. And I came in this morning. I had an, uh, an email from Justin uh, Dealey that said, Lista, get a load of this. Come on. You're excited about I stuff. We, we'd found a penalty spot. I'm here oh. in a three counties car park. I am touching. Listen to this. 
That, my friend, is a piece of Luton Town AstroTurf. We've probably got uh, a good, what, 30 yards of it. Picked up loads yesterday in Cambridge. We had Mick Harford coming down. We had John Dreyer coming down. Justin, it's cancelled. It is cancelled. It's cancelled. We have somebody coming down from Daventry. We had a band coming all the way from Germany to be there today. Absolutely true. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we're looking out uh, outside right now. The snow is coming down. It's freezing cold. I don't think it's safe enough to expect people to travel <laughs> no, all, no, the way, no. all the way from Germany <laughs> no. to be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an argument of it being safe enough. It's an argument yes. of no one's going to turn up. It's snowing. Quite no one's going to turn up. Quite possibly so. Unfortunately, do you know what? It really hurts me to I say know, this this your, morning. Your face. Can I just say to Lister, we 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 got get in earlier than Justin, uh, but he makes up for it by making us all cups of tea and giving us back rubs. <laughs> but we're all like, oh god, what are we going to do? And Justin yeah, walked, Justin yeah. walked in. The first thing he said was, guys, we got a problem. <laughs> and we we all felt for you, brother. We all felt for you. Hey, listen, weeks of planning have gone into this. However, we will do this again because <laughs> tv are interested the papers are interested the world is interested i can tell you right now exclusively we will get the pitch back together and you're gonna have to wait another week for me to tell you live on the program which walt disney film what? yes what? which walt disney film the luton town astroturf appeared in. <sighs> unfortunately i can't tell you any more than that is it, po- is it pocahontas no nope. oh it's bigger than that oh bigger, bigger than pocahontas than bigger than that wow oh, yeah so justin what are you doing for the rest of the show you going home or um, what's the plan well I, i've got some massage oil and uh, i thought i'd bring that in and uh, keep <laughs> you company make you a cup of tea and uh, keep up to date really on on the most important thing this morning the travel situation but justin listen i'm i'm really sorry uh, uh, but bless you for taking it in the spirit that you have done and we will we'll speak to you later on thank you Thank you. He's, he's, a, he's a heartbroken man. If you, I tell you what, dear listener, he is genuinely really upset by it. Genuinely upset. Could you text in your messages of support and condolence to Justin Dealey? Send in your support on the text. We don't want to big it up too much. Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR to send your messages of support to Justin Dealey. Make him feel better in his hour of need. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If indeed you wish to give us a call, and come listen, Justin Dealey has, has had his heart broken. He's had his heart broken. We were going to reunite Luton Town, uh, the, the the astroturf, the plastic grass, and he's been banging on about it for weeks. And he's been sending me little s- sneaky, snide emails, and it's collapsed. Can you can you text in your messages of support for him? Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Got to feel sorry for for him. He's not got much in his life. Fake grass is all he lives for, and even that's been snatched away from him. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Speak to you after this. This song has reminded me. Um, I flipping love Barry Manlow. I do love. I, I do love Barry Manlow. I think. I think deep down, I'm, I'm married and I'm everything. I think deep down that I'm a gay man inside because I. I love. Oh, I love Barry Manlow. Love it. His version of Could It Be Magic. One of the. What a great song. Their version. Now. Uh, pensioners living in... Oh, I should just say Dan has called in. We're going to get lots of travel updates. Dan has called in and said, avoid stocking stone road in Luton. Cars are getting stuck. Now, whether cars are actually getting stuck or Dan just wants that road clear so that he can zip down it, I don't know. But he is saying... Dan, a man called Dan is saying avoid that road. Now, pensioners living in sheltered housing accommodation in Bedford are angry at proposals which will see younger people move in. Bedfordshire Pilgrims Housing Association looks after Shandos Court and two other nearby blocks of flats of 15 storeys. They say there is a lack of housing for people over 40 in the area. Comes as a big shock to many of those who've lived there for over 20 years, as reporter Serena Farrow found out. We are in sheltered accommodation. 
That's why we moved into this block. But PPH is trying to take it away from people and put us, these youngsters in here. Why should we be penals because of our age? They're talking about putting 40 years and over in here, which means they've got kids. We're not being funny, but we don't want kids running up and down now. What happens when they play football out there? Who's going to pay for the damage to the windows, which are going to get broken? They built Tavistock so that that block, if you've got friends in the other block, can walk through. What will happen when we've got all these youngsters in here? That's our social, where we have to go down and meet our friends. How can we have it? We're not safe. We've had people in here robbing old ladies of 90, four times in this block. This is why we've got to try and stick up for our rights. We're human beings, old human beings, but we want to stay in our flats. And you think bringing in other people, the 40-year-old's children, it'll just get worse. If they put other people in here over the age 40, all our pool cords are going to be taken away. Like emergency. We're going to have a fob round our neck. Now, if we was in the shower, you would take your fob off because you can't shower with it round your neck. If you had an accident in the bathroom, who's going to find us? You've got to pay for that fob. Because every foot cord is taken away. Every service will be taken away from us. But when they stop it being more than controlled, you're no longer safe. Anyone can knock on your door. Well, there we go. Uh, elderly residents from Shardos Court speaking to reporter Serena Farrow. Uh, we're joined now by Vivian Sabini, who lives there. Morning, Vivian. Good morning. We'll come to you in a second. Just uh, be patient. We're also going to speak to Marie Taylor, who is from BPHA. She's head of supported housing and has direct responsibility for Shardos Court. Uh, th- what's going on there, Marie? Well, we're looking at a proposal at this stage to not have Shandos Court as a sheltered scheme. And we're just asking tenants what they think of that. And what are they saying? Um, so far, and just listening to the clip that you've played there, tenants are very worried about the prospect of people under the age of 60 moving into Shandos Court. So what we need to do is speak to all the individuals about their concerns and see what we can do to allow people to still be able to come through to the communal lounge. Are there going to be wardens there? There's not going to be a warden in Shandos Court if this proposal goes ahead. Well, you can understand why, why uh, elderly people would be worried by that. that it therefore, doesn't, it, it, it's not sheltered accommodation anymore, is it? That, that's what the proposal is, to not have Shandos Court as sheltered accommodation. It's only a proposal that we're consulting residents about at this stage. What if all the residents say no? Will you, will you stop the plans? Um, we'll take the residents' views into account, wow. but there's some other things that we need to consider. Money. Including... Money? Well, no, not money. It's but you, the there will be money to be made out of it, won't there? No, it's the fact that there's too much sheltered housing in Bedford. We can't let all of our sheltered housing, and there are people in need of housing, a bit younger, yeah. who we could let the will, will Will money be made out of this? Um, no, it's, it's not about the money so much it's but is, will money be made is, is will, will there be profits be made by having younger people in well as a housing association all of the rent that we collect is used in maintaining our properties and providing homes for people what will happen to the existing residents if this plan goes ahead well we'll talk to the existing residents about what services it would like to keep well they want to keep a warden i think well, that may be one of the ones that we won't be able to keep. See, Marie, you've said said twice that you're going to talk to them and listen to them, and then when I've put forward the, what if they all say no and they want wardens, you said, well, yeah, we we won't be able to do either of those things. So why are you even talking to them if you're not going to act on what they say? Well, 
Well, I think there was a few other things that the residents said. But those are the two main ones. Well, let's ask a resident. Vivian? Hi. W- w- uh, do you want this to happen? Absolutely not. Do you want a warden? Uh, yes, we do. Marie? Well, for those residents who want to retain the services of a warden, then we could help them move to one of our other sheltered blocks where we will keep wardens. Um, Marie, can you tell me what help to move we're going to get? Well, if we wanted to, that is. If people want to move, we can help them look at the website and look at properties and... I think she meant in terms of actually moving furniture and things. We, we haven't got any proposals at the moment. Wow. I will say we're consulting residents about our proposal and the consultation closes in January. We've been told that notice every single question we ask, we're told, but no decision's been made yet. We all know that this is going to happen. I'll be surprised if any effort that we put into trying to stop it actually achieves anything. But we have to try to keep the status quo. We've got people over here who are actually crying because of this situation. Um, two other ladies that live, that you've heard talking just now, and myself, have been going around knocking on the doors. After seven o'clock, they won't open their doors. They're terrified to open their doors because they don't know who's going to be there. This is with the controlled situation. What is it going to be like when there's 40-year-olds with their teenage kids, maybe? On, this is a 14-storey uh, block. And in, on every level, there are two two-bedroom flats. So if they've got teenage children with them, they can accommodate them in these flats. And then we've got to put up, maybe, with them bringing their friends in, which they're entitled to do. Are we going to end up with another rich bell court that isn't warden-controlled? Mar- let's, uh, Vivian, let's rich- put those points to Marie. Marie? I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that people are upset. What we want to do is allocate the properties to people over 40. I know. And we'll be looking at that. Um, it probably won't be people with children, teenage children. To start children. off with, my mother had my brother when she was 41. Marie, people, the Vivian is saying that people are upset, people are in tears about this. This is their lives, and they, they don't want to be living in fear. And you can reassure them and, and ask them their opinions as much as you want, but it, these are elderly people. Why are younger people more of a priority than older residents who've lived there for years? I think it's because we're an easy target. They think we're an easy target. Marie? I'm not saying that our older residents aren't a priority to us. Because You're saying the younger people are, are more of a priority. But we don't have the older people to fill all of the sheltered flats that we've got. So that's why we're looking to help where we do have a waiting list. Vivian, you know, how, how, Vivian how important is the, is the warden to you in sheltered accommodation? It's, it's extremely important. I mean, one lady said to me, I'm terrified that if we don't have a warden, I'm going to die and my body won't be found. Marie, no, that's the, the ward. Listen, I, I had a nan who lived in sheltered accommodation. I know how important the warden is for security, for making people feel safe, and for, for checking in on people. Marie, we have, at the moment, we Vivian, have a Vivian, just let Marie speak. Okay. Sorry. And we do think it's a good service, and we're continuing to provide it in other blocks, and we can help people with options for moving. But to can, can I just say, can I say one final to. question? So we're running out of time. As, as Vivian asked before, you, what, how are you going to help people move? You're going to help, help them look at a website, but actually offer them no other practical uh, help in terms of moving, are you? Well, a lot of us don't want to move, though. We don't want to move. I want to die in this place. Ooh. Vivian, thank you for that. Marie. As I said, it's a proposal. Part of the consultation is getting people's feedback. But you've had the feedback. No-one wants it. Everyone wants the warden. And yet you're going to ignore that. 
Well, I think the consultation doesn't close till the 21st of January, so when the consultation closes... But you've just said, Marie, you've just said, listen, we're, we're overrunning here, but this is, I'm, I feel like I'm getting a load, of, a load of corporate lines here. You've just said that if everybody doesn't want it, tough, and you won't be able to keep the warden. So those are the two main concerns that we've heard, and yet you're not reacting to those. So the consultation, let's be honest, is, 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 is all bluff and bluster. It's pretty pointless, isn't it? Well, a decision hasn't been made yet, so... OK, Marie, we're, go- we're going around in circles. We'll end it there. Marie Taylor, thank you very much. Uh, and Vivian Sabini, who is a resident, thank you for that. It's 6.32, let's go to Beds, Hearts and Bucks' biggest Barry Manilow fan. It's Catherine Boyle. Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford won the Sports Personality of the Year Award at the BBC Sports Awards last night. Congratulations to the Ginger Wizard. That's your latest news in sport. More from me at 7 o'clock. Yeah, you can't call him the Ginger Wizard. He calls himself that. Oh, you can call him the Ginger Wizard then. Across beds, hearts and bugs, this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up in the next half hour of the show, snow. Yeah, I love it. Listen, it's going to completely ruin my day and make it just a nightmare to get all the things that I need to do. But I love snow. I'm so excited. that I, I, I might even go into town and buy a sledge and, and go down a hill on it. That's what you do. Give us a call. Let us uh, know how the, the travel is, uh, the snow is affecting you and your journeys in and out of town and all over the place. 08459 455 555. And Chancellor George Osborne will tell MP, uh, MPs today there is no miracle cure for the UK's economic problems he may bring in a means test for winter fuel payments for the elderly makes sense doesn't it really if you're older and you've got a lot of money and you shouldn't necessarily get that fuel payment Uh, but we'll find out what you think about this idea you can get in touch 81333 start your text 3cr or give us a call, 08459 455 555. And Justin Dealey is very down this morning. The whole the Luton AstroTurf getting it back together plan has fallen on its snowy backside. Could you text in your messages of support for him, please? 81333, start your text 3CR. Let's send Dealey some love, shall we? Oh, it's Manilow. How many key changes can you fit into one song, Barry? I counted four! you got to love it. If you people say oh very sniffy oh barry manlow's rubbish see what you try writing that you write that go and, go and write a song like that go on see how easy it is it's not that easy at all if it, if, it, if it was we'd all be doing it we'd all be multi-millionaires you got you cannot knock barry manlow fantastic over the top wonderful Oh, it's going to be a it's going to be a Barry day in, in my hotel room. I don't know what that means, and it sounds a little bit seedy. So I'm going to take that back almost uh, immediately. Almost immediately. Um, we're talking about uh, the the, uh, the well money. Basically, the, the George Osborne is probably going to say today that older people will have to be means tested for their winter fuel allowance. What do you think about that? I know we have some older people listening. If you if you've got the money, what is it? 150 quid, 200 quid, something like that. If you've got the money, if you're a wealthy pensioner, in these tough economic times, and you don't need that cash, then it, it makes sense that you don't get it, doesn't it? 08459 555555. Tony Hall is from Harpenden. Morning, Tony. Hey, good morning. What do, what do you make of this? Do, do you need your winter fuel allowance? No. Oh, there we go, you see. Are, are, are you very wealthy? No, I'm not very wealthy, but I'm sensible. Um, I'm actually sitting in bed at the moment. I've got the electric blanket on at number one. Yeah. Ooh. I thought you might call me. Uh, but yes, I think in these uh, difficult times, 
uh, then um, money has to be used much more carefully by the government. Um, you find in other countries they do things much more sensibly. For example, one of my daughters has a Finnish mother-in-law. It's much colder in Finland. Yes. And 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 Finland is an it's the least corrupt country in the world, and they're extremely sensible. That we will visit Helsinki, and they've got a superb bus service in Helsinki, for example. So I'm sure that the Finns, for example, have sensible answers to your questions about when to fuel payments, as with other countries. Let's, Germany is another country. Let's see if we can get the Finns and the Germans on the phone this morning to tell yeah, us. The, the, also, the Germans are far more superior to us. Sorry? Uh, uh, in all sorts of ways. They obey laws, for example. But uh, no, so I, I'm not all that wealthy, but I agree that in times where so many people are poor, lost their jobs, uh, have very high rents, that, yes, uh, that, that these things should not be automatic. Can I just uh, ask, Tony, you're, you're in bed with the electric blanket on. Yes. How cosy is that right now? Yes, yeah, pretty good, actually. What's your name, please? My name is Ian. Ian oh, Lee. Ian, Ian, yes. yes. You know, it was your Tony Fisher that interviewed us outside Waitrose Harper's. Tony yes. Fisher. I can only apologise if he was slurring his words. Tony, that, that happens from time to time. No, he wasn't. No, no, no. He's, he, he's he, a nice he, gentleman, isn't he? He tries. Yeah, oh, yes, he interviewed... Um, there was, a, there was an old man, a friend of mine, where he was interviewing him. Oh. So I, I said a joke, I said, you've got, you've got nothing, believe nothing, he says, because he's a Roman Catholic. Oh. So he turned to Does me, it, and, I, and I said, oh, I'm a Roman Catholic too. Well, he took to Winterfield Payments, we agreed it's got nothing to do with religion. It's got, I, I, can I just say, I, I, would, I would suspect that Winterfield Payments have very, very little to do with Roman Catholicism. Or, or any form of religion. Any form of Islam, or, or Christians. Or agnostics. Or anybody, anything yes. like that. I would say it's a separate issue from religion, Tony, and thank yeah, you for bringing it up. Yes. It, but you're quite, yes, it's a good, it's a good question. I don't think these things should be automatic. I mean, some of these people who are on Winterfield Payments may be going off on cruises. Incredible number of people could afford to go on cruises. What's the point of a cruise? Why would you want to go on a holiday where you're stuck on a boat with people? I know, and they're incredibly expensive. It's Ridiculous many thousands. thousands. Well, well, Tony, listen, I could, I could chat all day, but I'm afraid I've, I'm, I'm doing a show, so I'm going to have to go. Tony Hall there. Um, and, and he does raise the important issue that, that winter fuel Payments, nothing to do with religion. So why did he mention it? Now, this is a story we've been following here on The Three Counties. The growing problem of crime and antisocial behaviour in the high town area of Luton. People living and working there say they are living in daily fear of prostitutes, pimps and pushers. Once it starts getting dark, you know, you're always having to look out of who's coming into the shop. You're always having to look out the window, you know. And there's also customers who come in complaining about people coming into their cars when they're stopping. You know, you're, you, you face verbal abuse from them sometimes and even at times there's been physical as well i haven't been able to go out in the evening because i've been accosted by cow crawlers and cow crawlers continuously go around these streets um the reason i don't see any prostitutes now is because i just don't go out at all in the evening and um, my daughter can never go out at all in the evening either and we do feel like prisoners um one time i was followed and i I know that what's going to happen because i can tell by the way these men follow me what they're going to say and they they start acting weird and coming really close to me and stuff and um and then i know they've kind of asked me for business or say to me i well, feel like pride Oh, excuse me. Recently, I spoke to the new police and crime commissioner for Bedfordshire, Ollie Martins, about the problem. In the run-up to the election, we spoke to uh, local people about how crime is affecting them, and obviously it's a, it's a huge worry for a lot of people. One long-running problem is the high town area of Luton, uh, where they're having problems with prostitution and associated low-level crime. What would your approach be to something like that? Well, I live in high town, so I know about the right. problems very well. Um, I mean, I think... Uh, it's neighbourhood policing and uh, having 
uh, a dedicated local presence that uh, is the best approach to tackling problems like that. Um, and that's why I'm going to be fighting very hard to protect that sort of policing. But it is going to be a real challenge. You know, we are, because of the 20% police cuts that I've mentioned, uh, we are suffering a, a pretty horrendous fall in police strength in this county. So, you know, that's going to be a real challenge. But I think that's the right approach. And I think that's the approach that people value. Well, Ollie Martins is going to be here, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, about 7.30 in the studio. We'll be hearing directly from two local residents, including Bridget, who I spoke to yesterday. For us, we do feel that right across the board there is too much sympathy with the prostitutes. We need help, and we need some help, and we need some care, and that is that is the it in black and white. I think people are just so angry that over the years and years they say they hear the same old thing and nothing positive feels to be done. One lady is absolutely desperate for the car park to be closed and she has got every right because, you know, she could see porn shows from her window every night if she cared to look out. Tomorrow we're going to be speaking to the new PCC Commissioner for Bedfordshire, Ollie Martins, about this very issue. Bridget, have you got have you got one question that you would like to ask the PCC Commissioner Ollie Martins? Oh, well, I'd like to meet him, and there'd be more than one. Yeah, well, guess what? Hopefully, as long as this snow doesn't scupper our plans, uh, it's going to happen. 7.30, Bridget's going to speak to Ollie Martins, and also joining me in the studio will be Shazed Kardam. He had uh, had to confront known troublemakers who entered his store, even though they were banned. The whole incident was caught on CCTV, and we uh, posted the footage on our Facebook page. Incredible. Should be a very interesting discussion. <laughs> Getting lots of texts and tweets and updates, and thank you about that, about the weather. What, what isn't helpful is when I get a tweet saying, I'm sorry, and where's that car park where you can see the porn show? That does, that's not helpful in the slightest, all right? So please, don't even go down there. Um, Kevin is in Hitchin. Morning, Kevin. Morning, Ian. Yeah, just a couple of updates. I've just come down to 505 from Luton, Stroke Stopsley. Uh, traffic can't get up the uh, off the hill on the 505 coming into Luton, uh, and there's cars parked at different uh, abandonment places there. And then just coming back into Hitchin itself, Again, going towards least on the other carriageways, it's broken down ambulance. Uh, the police are with it, but obviously that's causing chaos back into Hitchin. So uh, you can't get out of Hitchin because of the ambulance, and if you do get managed to get past it, you can't get off the off your hill. So there you go. Why are people, Kevin, so rubbish when it comes to driving in snow? I know. What, I think what Because I'm in a 4x4, which is quite handy, but watching people at the bottom of the hill, they, they stop and they floor it, and then wonder why they're... This, this is the thing. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop at the bottom of a hill, because you ain't going to get going again. And also, don't, going. Re- don't, don't rev the engine. All that's going to do is spin the wheels and make it even harder to move. Exactly. Me and you both. Kevin, listen, thank you very much. We're going to try and get um, a driving expert on the show later on, who's going to tell you, dear listener, how to drive properly in the snow. I know how to do it. I know a couple of you know how to do it. But most drivers, when it comes to the snow, oh... Awful. We're going to have an expert on during the show at some point who will tell you exactly what to do and what not to do. Now, listen, this morning, I've got, I've got some bad news, dear listener. We were planning to reunite the Luton Town AstroTurf 21 years after it was ripped up from the ground uh, and sold off, and indeed, stolen off by many of you, it seems. Naughty, naughty. And Justin Dealey has been working like Billio to make this happen. Only to come in this morning, see the thick snow, and he went, guys... We've got a problem. Well, we haven't got a problem, Justin. You have. It's not happening. Uh, we'll, we'll speak to Justin later on and find out what the latest is. He's very down about it. So if you do want to send him some words of support, um, then do. 
81333. Start your text 3CR. Just just make him feel better. He's not he's not feeling good about it. He was all it's like Christmas has been cancelled for that poor boy. Very upset. Now, the Chancellor make this will cheer him up. The Chancellor makes his autumn statement today, not quite as big as the budget, but it's seen as an important moment, especially in the face of grim economic forecasts. George Osborne has indicated he's going to make the wealthy pay more, and he could bring in a means test for winter fuel payments for the elderly. Well, joining me in the studio now is financial expert Gary Telford, who's a tax partner at the Milton Keynes Office of Price Waterhouse Coopers. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. You managed to struggle in through the snow, did you? He was a bit hairy. But be- so I got here. Well, well done, we appreciate it. What, what can we expect from the Chancellor today? I think if you imagine John, uh, George Osborne sitting on a, the middle of a seesaw, the one end of the seesaw is growth and the other end's <clears throat> austerity, where he's got to cut to keep um, mm. the, uh, the markets happy, uh, he's got a very difficult position because he moves to one end and the other end shoots up. So he, he's sitting there at the moment thinking, what do I do? Do I prime the, prime the economy like Ed Balls wants him to do? and put more into growth, mm. uh, borrow more money uh, and, and do more, or, or does he go the other way and, and cut even more out of, uh, uh, out of the government's budget? Now, the government's going to overrun by some £10 billion in terms of what they expected this year. So they have a problem in terms of credibility with the markets. But on the other side of the coin, it was just announced that the growth this year, and he's going to announce this today, is going to be flatlined at zero. No growth this year. That's, that's bad, isn't it? That is really bad. Yeah. Because the economy is not growing. It has effect on local jobs. It has effect on local businesses. And you've seen businesses like Comet who've gone into mm. receivership. You've seen the taxi firm um, Manganese Bronze. They've gone into receivership all because the long uh, uh, recession we're in now is starting to take its toll. Mm. And I think the, 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 where we thought we were going to get through this by 2000, uh, by, by uh, 2015 2016 that's been pushed out to probably 2018 now wow one of the things that we've been looking at this morning and it kind of affects a lot of our listeners is that there is talk of means testing the winter things like the winter fuel allowance yes uh, is that going to be effective is that really going to save that much money i think that's a drop in the ocean mm. uh, and i think there's two reasons he won't do that one is it is very small beer and i, th- I don't think he'll do it and i think the, the problem with means testing, they've always shied away from it because it is very difficult to, to actually administer. You have to mm. set up a system, and the cost of setting that system is broadly equivalent to what you save. And the other good reason why they won't be doing it, don't forget, a couple of years down the line, there's an election. People who tend to vote tend to be pensioners. Mm. And pensioners remember, if you remember George Brown and his, I think it was 10 pence increase in the pension rates, he, he didn't forget that for five years, and people reminded him at the elections. So what you'll find is that there will be some cuts. It's more like work um, allowances, work benefits will be cut. Um, or, or there'll be no, when I say cut, they won't go in, 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 in rise with inflation. Yep. But the problem we've got at the moment is if you look at petrol prices going up, food prices are going up, the, the production of wheat's down across the world, so bread prices are going to be going up. So all those inf- those impacts are having on people and they're not getting any increases. It's, it's bleak for the, in inverted commas, the normal person, the man uh, and woman on the street. What about these big companies? We've heard a lot recently about Starbucks, about Google, about uh, Amazon. Uh, not paying corporation tax. Google, uh, uh, Starbucks, sorry, earns something like £20 billion in the last 14 years they've been here. They've paid £10 million in tax. Is anything going to change there? Well, he's announced at the weekend he's going to uh, clamp down on what he calls tax avoidance. Now, I, th- I think in terms of these large corporates, you've got to say, it's like saying to somebody, uh, I don't like you driving down the motorway at 70 miles an hour, change the speed limit mm. to 50 miles an hour. Because so what change. they're doing isn't illegal, is it? It's, it's totally legal. Now, the issue is what we have to 
distinguish here is what's legal and what's fair. Now, if you've got people getting their benefits frozen and the, the man in the street's suffering... They, they see headlines like the Starbucks not paying any tax. They wonder what's happening. Now, the issue for Starbucks and people like that is it's all been agreed with the Inland Revenue. Mm. They've all agreed these... What's, what, what they do, they transfer some of the profits to overseas so they get taxed in a lower uh, country. So whilst you're doing that... Um, it's not illegal, and you can do that, but those, those agreements have been in there. You can't go to a, a CEO of a, of a multi-billion company and say, could you give us some more tax? You don't have to, legally, but we wouldn't mind a little bit more. If, if, if he needs to, to get that money or wants that money, he need, they, the laws need to be changed. Is there any chance of those laws being changed? The, the problem with changing the laws is international agreements. So if you said, right, Starbucks, any US corporates coming into the UK have got to pay more tax, the US, the US could come round and say, well, BP and all our companies are going into the States, you pay more tax. So we start this tit-for-tat, mm. which does nobody any good. So there's a big reluctance to have a go at that. What well, One thing that there was announced over the weekend, Starbucks have voluntarily said well, they'll rearrange their affairs. So right. instead of taking money offshore, they'll leave it here. The reason they're doing that is they're concerned that the Joe public will stop buying coffee. Nip off to Nero's and Costa. We've got, we've got to end it there. Thank you very much for coming in, Gary Telford. <laughs> kids hey guess what all the schools are closed uh, they're not they're not well we don't we're, no calm down calm down wouldn't it be exciting if it was i just had someone tweet me saying oh dear ian i hope the schools uh, uh, who's this from yolanda rug hopefully no school closures i wrote back i'm on the side of the kids in this one <laughs> uh, 08459 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call lots coming up on the show this morning including guess what it's snowing across beds, hearts and bucks, making driving conditions treacherous. We'll have all the latest news, travel and weather updates. And also, we'll be having a driving expert on to tell you how to drive properly in the snow, because none, none of you can. Only me. Chancellor George Osborne will tell MPs there is no miracle cure to the UK's economic problems. He may say winter fuel payments sh- to uh, elderly people should be means tested. Could you do without it? And just what is being done to tackle problems with crime in Hightown in Luton? We'll be joined by the police and crime commissioner for Bedfordshire, Ollie Martins. If you want to get in touch, you can uh, text us, 81333. Starting your text, 3CR. You can give us a call, 08459 455 555. And, and this is, I noticed a lot of you doing this yesterday. Well done. You can go to the Facebook page. You can have a look at the pictures on there. But also, you can have a bit of an argument on there as well. You can argue with the other listeners, like I do. You can do it as well. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. I had a look at it during the show and after the show yesterday. Oh, you're having some right old Barneys on there. Some right old Barneys. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, I've noticed this every year. When it snows, suddenly people become idiots in their cars, even more so than they are normally. None of you know how to drive in the snow. To help us, we've got a driving instructor, uh, Bill Brady. He's a driving instructor from Bedfordshire. Morning, Bill. Hi, Ian. Does it drive you nuts when you see people d- doing ridiculous things in the snow? It certainly does. Um, I'm not a driving instructor, by the way. A- apologies, sir. Give us your correct title, Bill. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a, a private cons- road safety consultant, but I do run the Rosper... Um, Advanced drivers. I made the mistake of calling you up before. You're the gentleman, of course, that um, proved scientifically that I am a far better driver than uh, BBC Three Counties' Justin Dealey. 
Justin Dealey, who's that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's showbiz, Justin. That's showbiz. <laughs> so, Bill, let, let, let's have some basic tips, okay? You're you're approaching a hill. What, what what should you do? A lot of people they see a hill coming. It's snowy. They stop at the bottom of the hill and then they start going again. Big mistake. Go go a different way. Don't go up the hill. You won't won't get a problem then, will you? No, that's one way around it. But supposing you have to. Well, then what you do is you make sure that, um, first of all, you, you assess it. Like, yep. everything in driving, you should have a look and see, do you think it's possible? Yeah. Um, and if you do, then you give it a go. Um, don't get in first gear. Yeah. Um, and then put your foot on the accelerator, because you'll, you'll just get out of control. Always use a low gear to keep traction, but uh, no excessive accelerating. If you excessively accelerate, you'll go all over the place. And that's the, that's the thing that you see all the time. Someone gets a little bit stuck, whether it's on a hill or whether it's on a straight road. They get a bit stuck. So they start revving the engine like a lunatic. Yeah, it won't do you any good. You, make, need, you need traction. Makes it worse, does it? OK, how do you get traction? Well, I was always taught by my old man, rock the car a bit. So just, just gently rock it a bit, and, and that will kind of build it up. Any good? Um, where do you rock it from inside? You're going to throw yourself away. No, well, as, as I say rocking, I'm, I'm doing the body movement, but just gently, <laughs> so you got it in like second or something, and you're just gently, just pushing the accelerator, yeah. letting it go, and pushing it, and so you get a little kind of forward motion until you feel it kind of connect, and then you go away. Well, that's, that's only if you get stuck. If you're, if you're driving and keeping your distance, yep. and being nice and steady with your progression, then you, and keeping well away from other cars, you'll keep that traction. Uh, if you're nice and steady... Yeah. You're going to get there. If you if you try and dash about, you're going to end up having to brake. If you brake, then you're going to be all over the place. If you've got ABS nowadays, you're a lot better. Um, but if you haven't got ABS, then you're going to be trying to uh, press your foot up and down on the brake. If you if you do it wrong, you'll just spin round in a circle. Why do people, when it's really thick snow, why do they drive so close to each other? Well, it's because they're they're. You see, the problem is we've got cars now that are, are quite robust. Um, people don't worry if they bump into each other. There's insurance, all this sort of stuff. But what they don't realise is that, you know, in snow, if you even if you skid off and hit the kerb, you're going to damage your tyres and possibly your rims. Oh. You're probably not. You do not want to damage like rim, that. do you? Sorry. You don't want to damage your rim. Well, not on alloys nowadays. You don't because it costs you a fortune. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing is, of course, you're likely to mount the curb and knock somebody down. It, nobody gets ready for it here. Mm. Nobody's ready for snow, are they? They know it's going to come. We've been told for ages we get some snow. Um, who gets their car ready even? You know, if your tyres are not the right pressure, oh. if you don't carry something. I carry, people laugh at me because in the back of my car is a, a fold-up shovel. I've got a couple of old car mats. <laughs> that, that's not me laughing at you, that's me recreating a laugh. I've got everything in there, some water, three emergencies, yeah. a bar of chocolate. I couldn't, um, I couldn't have a bar of chocolate in my car, it would go. <laughs> it would, it wouldn't put, last. Put it in the boot where you can't get to it. I, I would get to it somehow. <laughs> I nearly, I tell you what, I was driving um, home from, I went to Gloucester yesterday for bizarre reasons, it's blooming miles away, and I was driving home from Gloucester, I got stuck in terrible traffic, I, I so needed a wee bill. What would you do in that situation? If I what? If you needed to have a wee and you were stuck in traffic on, on the, the M4. Well, what could you do? I'd probably out the window would be best. <laughs> you couldn't do out the window, Bill! i tell you what I did. I, and I did do this yesterday. I had a bottle of water. I tipped the water out so it was empty. And I was, I was without going into too graphic a detail, we have young ears listening, I was poised, ready. I was ready to wee in that bottle, William. Well, 
Do you carry a ball? <laughs> I do, you see. People laugh at me, but I'm prepared. Uh, Bill, and basically, just in the snow, the basic thing is common sense. Don't drive like a lunatic and don't overtake because people are driving slowly. That's right. That, that's one of the worst. If you try, try to overtake, you panic them, you panic yourself, you'll end up go, going completely wrong. What you want to carry in the back of your car is a scarf, yep. a woolly hat, two sticks and a pair of gloves. Yeah. And if possible, some spare buttons. Because if you can't get anywhere, at least you can get out and make a snowman with him. <laughs> Bill, thank you. You've got a gag in at the end. Lovely to talk to you, Bill. We'll do something in the new year. All right, Ian. Good lad. There we go. That, that man has scientifically proved that I'm an excellent driver and that Justin Dealey, who's Justin Dealey, is one of the worst drivers he's ever come across. Well, our reporter, Victoria Cook, is out in the snow on London Road in Luton. Morning, Victoria. Morning, Ian. You had some adventures coming into work today, didn't you? I did, yes. About half past five this morning when the snow really starts to fall really heavily and um, I think it kind of caught everyone by surprise and uh, you, you have to suddenly remember how to drive in the snow, don't you? And you it has to go so much slower and I must admit, I was going slow coming off that slip road at Junction 10 at Luton but even then I went straight past the traffic lights. It was just impossible to stop. so treacherous. And um, London Road here doesn't look a lot different. People are really struggling. London Road is the main road from the M1 coming down into Luton it's the main access road and uh, at the moment it looks a bit like a car park there's buses stopped I'm actually just looking at the 321 which comes from Watford at the moment and uh, all the cars on London Road if they can move they're going very slowly but if um, but other than that it's, it's, it just basically looks like a car park Ian. Are you seeing anybody I mean if they're not moving they're not moving but have you seen anybody driving ridiculously? Well, I think a few people on the A505, which we can see from our newsroom at Three Counties, uh, I think they've probably woken up this morning to go to work as you do. You probably leave the right amount of time to go to work in normal driving conditions, don't you? And then you suddenly get into the snow and you, you drive as you normally do and then suddenly realise it's just simply not going to work. And I was standing at the front of our newsroom for about three minutes at about six o'clock this morning and even within those three minutes there was a car that got stranded on the side of the pavement and another car that just, just didn't stop in time went smacking straight into the back of another car in front of it. And um, there's a, a poor gentleman here, actually, I'm just standing beside. He's um, come down the London Road this morning and he's actually not been able to control his car. He's gone straight into the middle bollard in the middle of the road. Ooh. He's sitting just sort of, yeah, he's sitting here. The front of his car is all smashed in, his number plate's hanging off, and he's really shaken up. Um, he's just sort of taking a minute, because obviously the AA can't get to you when it's mm. this busy, can they? Or any emergency breakdown service, they're having the same trouble. But just to run through some of the traffic problems we're yes, having in the do. three counties. Right, so so far we've got reports that one lane's been closed on the A1 between Junction 9 and Junction 10, that's northbound at the A505. Uh, Crawley Green Road in Luton, we've um, had reports that a bus has uh, has basically slit, skidded in the snow and is at some sort of 45 degree angle blocking the entire, entirety of Crawley Green Road in Luton. Uh, we've been getting lots of calls and texts from people all over the three counties, which has been so helpful because then we can tell everyone else what's happening. Um, Offley Road in Hitchin, there's a break down ambulance causing lots of problems there the police are with the ambulance and then on Eaton Green Road in Luton there's cars struggling to get down the hill uh, stopping stone road again in Luton Trevor called in to say he's been stuck there for an hour and uh, we've had a call in from Bletchley to say that there's up to an hour wait for taxis there and uh, Dorothy and Jay has te- have texted in to say that London Road where I'm standing is like an ice rink and Ian I can confirm it is like an ice rink well Victoria do, do, do we have do we have access to a a sledge here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's make the most of this, surely. Well, yeah, 
I mean, you know, when in Rome, I noticed, <laughs> it might make things faster. I noticed, Victoria, you didn't read out any texts of support or condolence to Justin Dealey. Does that mean we haven't had any? I haven't brought them. I, I wow. obviously had to print these out and bring them out into the snow with me. Cold, <laughs> so that's cold. Out, yeah, I haven't printed out the ones for Justin, but I'm sure everyone does feel <laughs> for him. He works so hard, and that's why I'm here this morning. Yeah. The whole plan was to, you know, bring the Luton Astros Turf pitch together, and it just hasn't happened this morning. Victoria, it- listen, thank you very much indeed, Victoria Cook. If you see her out there, go, go and give her a, go and buy her a nice cup of hot chocolate, for goodness sake. She'll be freezing. We'll speak to Justin later on. But you, you're a cold lot, you listeners. You, you have haven't sent in any texts of support for Dealey. Oh, that's cold. Listen, it's it's exciting today because it's snowing. I love snow. I, I, well, I've decided that this show... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> this show will be... Let me play one of these while I cough. Hang on. Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. There we Radio. go. You didn't want to hear what just happened there. Uh, listen, I've decided that this show is celebrating the snow. We, we back the snow 100%. I bet Jonathan Vernon-Smith won't be. I'll be interested to see what his take is on the snow. I, I bet he won't be. I'm, I'm I, I hopeful I'll be proven wrong. He'll be on at nine o'clock and it's always a cracking listen. But we are celebrating the snow today. That's the plus side. The, pos- the, 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 the negative side is, well, a few of the things we had lined up for the show, they've had to go. So I apologise football fans, I apologise historians, and I apologise to Plastic Grass fans, but the reuniting of Luton Town Football Club's famous AstroTurf pitch 21 years after the Football League Bandit is not happening today. And yes, if you listen quietly, you can hear a man sobbing in the background as his dreams of uh, getting football, uh, grass, uh, fake grass back together, and also his dreams of promotion have been uh, dashed. Justin Daly, how are you this morning, brother? Not great. Yeah. Not great. This is your big big plan yeah I'm, I'm standing here right now in um in the three counties car park i'm looking at a load of astroturf which i went all the way to cambridge i'm not laughing i'm not to, laughing to pick up um we got a late call yesterday afternoon yeah uh from neil in Amptill. oh uh, neil we're looking for neil for a long time neil was the man who famously cut out the luton town penalty spot with a knife this uh, is the neil was was in reference to that was the email that you sent me that said come on yes, that was right. we had yep. gary coming down from daventry yep. he had the touchline i phoned gary at what six twenty this morning mm. just about to get into his car um he's gutted um in saying that though ian in saying all of that oh yeah go on uh, we can do something this morning because oh. i'm here in the car park uh, very very soon i will be getting my radio mic together yeah and obviously people this morning waking up a bit grumpy you know walking yeah. to work the snow's here it's freezing cold we can get the people of luton to come to to maybe the car park if they're walking Ooh. past the car park and they can touch Aye. they can touch and feel the luton town astroturf they, they can touch and feel the uh, astroturf while you with your hands are clutching at straws <laughs> it's <laughs> desperately trying to whip this dead horse back into life well justin we've had some we've had some texts of support lovely lovely i say texts of support we've had three yeah go on uh, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. La- I'm not laughing. No. Leslie and Watford said, "Justin, the turf has waited this long for you. It will wait a little longer. That's Anticipation can point. be a good thing." Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. Rick says, "Justin, fake turf boy. Yeah. You could use the turf as a snow chain to get out of the car park. That's not bad. Very true. Yeah. Nice suggestion, and Rick. St- thank you. And Steve has actually brought a sense of realism to this. I thought the beauty of an artificial pitch was that you could use it in any weather. So what's what? stopping you, it's Justin? It's funny you should say that. We've had an email from somebody who was going to be there today yeah. who says exactly that. You see, this was the 
beauty of the Luton Town pitch uh, between 1985 and 1991. If it snowed, the game would still go on. Forget yeah. about undersaw heating. Yeah. With an AstroTurf pitch, none of the games were called off. I cannot believe it. I'm looking at a massive, massive pile here yeah. of the AstroTurf pitch. Yes. Uh, we had uh, ex-players coming down as well, John Dreher and Mick Carford. John was coming all the way from Preston for this. We've been building up to it for weeks. Unfortunately, the weather, Ian, is just out of my control. I can do nothing about that. <laughs> I just, I've just been sent a text. Do you really want me to read this to him? Yeah, go on. Lucy from Sundon. Give Justin my love. I googled him. He's very handsome. <laughs> that lovely long blonde hair. He's my pin-up. Well, <laughs> That's from Lucy in Sundon. If you're interested, Lucy, in coming down to, to meet me and to see the AstroTurf, yeah. hopefully we're going to put it back and it will be taking place a week today if it doesn't snow again. I was chuckling at your uh, uh, girlfriend's Facebook update yes. um, last night. That uh, was basically, she came home from work and there was like a big AstroTurf rug on her living room floor. Yeah, I'm tempted to keep it there. Because how it did, how did that go history. down with, with, uh, with no, Mrs. Well, and I have to say, do you know what? The smell of this AstroTurf, you can just smell the history. It's beautiful. (laughs) We can smell the history of your career slowly grinding to a halt. (laughs) Justin, (laughs) Justin, we'll speak to you later on. Thank you, Ian. Bye-bye. There we go. Oh, I feel so sorry for him. He was so excited by this. And it is a cracking story. It's brilliant. You know, it's history. And he's blown it. Across beds, hearts and bugs, this is BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. To more serious matters. The Chancellor makes his autumn statement today. Not quite as big as the budget, but it's seen as an important moment, especially in the face of grim economic forecasts. George Osborne has indicated he's going to make the wealthy pay more, and he could bring in a means test for winter fuel payments for the el- elderly. Well, uh, Nigel Keohan is the Deputy Director of the Social Market Foundation, a cross-party think tank, which has looked at the ideas of reducing universal benefits. Good morning, Nigel. Good morning. Uh, and we've also got Ian Pettit, who is from the Bedford Pensioners Association. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Ian, we'll come to you in a second. Nigel, first of all, winter fuel payments for the elderly, should they be means-tested? Well, there's a very strong argument that they should. Um, I mean, the government spends about, well, just over £2 billion on winter fuel payments at the moment and about £600 million on free TV licences. Um, the, the context is that the government's going to have to make significant... Um, reductions to spending in the future. I'm aware that, you know, obviously the government's made a lot of spending cuts already since it's come in. Um, I mean, we project that there might be as much as another £50 billion, um, from 2015 to 2018. Um, the government's already announced £15 billion of that and because of the ec- economy deteriorating in the last year or so, um, it means that there's going to have to be more um, reductions announced. Um, now, in terms of how the cuts have been spread out so far. It's actually been um, families with children that have been most affected, um, and pensioners have been relatively protected. So it's, it's their turn next? Well, I mean, in terms of, you know, what sort of things can be cut, um, there's a strong case for cutting benefits that are universally given to certain groups. So winter fuel payment is given to every um, every every person over over state pension age, mm. um, and obviously some of those people need that assistance, and some of those people don't need that assistance. So Ian, Ian Pettit from the the Bedford Pensioners Association, that makes sense, doesn't it? If some people don't need the winter fuel allowance, then they shouldn't get it. No, it doesn't. They should get it. Go on, explain why. Well, it's simple. Uh, this is a winter fuel allowance. It's an allowance, not a benefit. It was brought in by the Labour government because the pension paid to English people is so low, hundreds were dying each winter due to the cold, and they weren't able to either feed 
or warm themselves. So this is a benefit to the British people mm. for what they've done. And they all make a contribution, whether he's a millionaire or whether he's a pauper. What is, what is the, the, the benefit? 200 quid, something like that? Uh, it's been reduced in the past two years. This is the second year. It was 400. It's now 300 for those over 80. Yep. And under 80, it's £200. You, but, but that means that someone like Alan Sugar's going to get it. He doesn't need it, does he? It doesn't matter whether he needs it or not. It's the, it costs so much to do a benefit, I mean, a, a means test. Yeah. This is the simplest way of doing it. And you've got to remember, a millionaire, if he's honest, he's paying his income tax, he's paying his local tax, so he's entitled to have it. It's... it's uh, doesn't even mean a thing to him, uh, three or two hundred. OK, so that, Nigel, it, it would cost a fortune, wouldn't it, to, to assess everyone? There's those people oh. who are retiring next April. Yep. They're losing their age-related tax allowance. Ian, let's, let me put these to Nigel. Nigel, yep. it, it would cost a fortune to means test it, wouldn't it? Well, it won't. I mean, there's already a method of, there's already a method of means testing, um, which is called pensions credit, which is essentially a benefit that goes to pensioners on lower income. So... A relatively simple way of doing it would just be to attach the winter fuel payment to those pension credits. Now, I mean, I take the point that, you know, some people are in need of additional assistance. And, um, you know, the gentleman was talking about um, the fact that some some households struggle very severely over the winter. And and so, therefore, these payments can be directed at those households. But there's, there's no case, really, to be giving them, as you as you mentioned, the likes of Alan Sugar. I mean, we're having house child benefits being cut for, um, which is a universal benefit for those with children, I think sort of a, an equivalent type of benefit in many... In, in Ian, families are having their, their benefits cut. Well, why, why shouldn't rich, older people have theirs cut? Oh. We're all making d- d- cuts in these uh, tough times. Well, we're making, we're making these decisions. We're getting cuts. We've got the lowest state pension in Europe, and if you want to means test the the winter fuel allowance, increase the basic state pension substantially because we can afford it. All this nonsense about we're running out of money. Are we in liquidation? I don't think so. Would that work, Nigel? If, if, if some of the benefits were cut, would there be enough money in the pot to increase the pension? Well, I haven't got the accounts books in front. I'm just asking Nigel. Oh, I'm sorry. That's OK, Ian. Nigel, would, 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 that, would there be any leeway in that? Um, not really, no. I mean, beyond putting some of the money into the pensioners' credit, I mean, we've got a significant issue in the longer term about uh, an ageing population. So there's going to be more people over pension age that the working population are going to have to fund. So I'm, I'm afraid I'm not sure there is any mm. additional money to put into that. I Nigel, we've got to end it there. Thank you. That's uh, Nigel Keohan, uh, who is the Deputy Director of the Social Market Foundation. And the other voice was Ian Pettit from the Bedford Pensioners Association. What do you think? Should the the winter fuel allowance, was it 300 quid or something, should that be uh, uh, assessed, means tested? Seriously, you can't tell me that Alan Sugar should get the, the 200, 250 quid to, to, for the heating allowance. Really? And if you're wealthy enough, you shouldn't. It's a waste of money, isn't it? It's a waste of my money. Why should I be paying Alan Sugar so that he can turn on the, the uh, extra radiator in his um, luxury apartment suite? 08459 four double five five double five. The f- winter fuel allowance for elderly people should be means tested, and if you have uh, more than a certain amount of money, 
you shouldn't get it. Sophie Tyler, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sophie, very quickly, yes. can I use you for my own personal needs, please? Of course. I need to get the train from Luton to King's Cross later on today, probably mm-hmm. about, I don't know, quarter past eleven, half eleven, something like that, after our excellent meeting. Okay. Is it going to be okay? It looks fine for now, but I can tell you snow is spreading Oy. into central London as we speak, so mm. we'll check in the next couple of hours. Nuts. I'll, I'll speak to you at the quarter to nine. We'll have a chat. Okay. All right, ta-ta. Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. It's <laughs> snowing. Yes, I know. And uh, we are 100% behind the snow on this show. I will have no naysayers, nay to naysayers, who diss the snow. We're having none of that. I love it. I love it. It's completely ruined my day, and I've, I've broken studio etiquette by turning my phone on in the studio, because I've got to text a load of people saying, can we cancel today and do something else? I'm staying in Luton, guys. Whose house am I sleeping at? Anyone? Anyone? Wow. Uh, coming up in the next half an hour of the show, we are going to have all the latest news on how ba- uh, the bad weather is affecting beds, hearts and bucks. And Arriva Buses will be joining us. Uh, and also, well, what we're going to talk about now is we're going to be asking what's being done to tackle uh, pr- big problems with crime in the high town area of Luton. Recently, <clears throat> excuse me, we told you about the growing problem of crime and antisocial behaviour in the high town area. People living and working there say they are living in daily fear of prostitutes, pimps and drug dealers. Once it starts getting dark, you know, you're always having to look out of who's coming into the shop. You're always having to look out the window, you know. And there's also customers who come in complaining about people coming into their cars when they're stopping. You know, you're, you, you face verbal abuse from them sometimes. And even at times, there's been physical as well. I haven't been able to go out in the evening because I've been accosted by cow crawlers and cow crawlers continuously go around these streets um, the reason I don't see any prostitutes now is because I just don't go out at all in the evening and um, my daughter can never go out at all in the evening either and we do feel like prisoners um, one time I was followed and I, I know that what's going to happen because I can tell by the way these men follow me what they're going to say and they, they start tr- acting weird and coming really close to me and stuff and, um, and then I know they've kind of asked me for business that's what they say to me, I feel well- like prey well, the uh, the first voice you heard in that uh, little piece there was Shahzad Gadam, who uh, runs a convenience store in Hightown. Good morning, Shahzad. Good morning. Uh, also in the studio is the new Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire, Ollie Martins. Morning, Ollie. Morning, Ian. Good to be here again. How are you settling into the job? You having fun? Yeah, settling uh, in. Yeah. Excellent stuff. And on the phone, uh, we've got Bridget, who uh, attended the meeting on Monday evening about the ongoing problems people living in Hightown face on a daily basis. Morning, Bridget. Hello. Bridget, we'll come to you in a second. Okay. Shahzad, many people uh, will remember you. You were on this show, and they will have seen the incredible... Incredible CCTV footage of when you had to tackle troublemakers in your shop. Uh, I'm assuming it's all been nice and quiet since then. Nothing else has happened. Well, you're assuming wrong. What's, um, what, really? What's been going on? Well, um, you know, uh, I've had a few occasions again where um, I've had to call the police out where I've detained a um, street worker who was trying to steal from me. Right. And um, now, listen, I'm an old man. Does street worker mean prostitute? I think that's one of the terms for it. Okay, I, I could thank think you. of a few more, but... Um, okay, thank you, Shazza. That's a polite one. Good lad. Yeah. And um, a known street worker. Yeah. Uh, persistent. And um, who came into the shop before closing time and decided she felt thirsty. And also she needed some toilet cleaner for her house. Right. And she wanted to take it without paying for it. Okay. And obviously, you know, um, me being me, I, I couldn't allow that. Of course not. You know, and um, I um, stopped her and um, dialed the police, as you would. And they came immediately? 
sorry, what, what, what would you class as immediately? I would say, like, within five minutes, ten okay. minutes. How does an hour sound? Really? An hour. After six phone calls and um, being hung up on once. Mm. And um, it's, it's, like, it's like a bus is. You ask for one and three turn up. And that's what happened. Well, listen, Ollie's here, the, the police and crime commissioner. O- Ollie, what, what do you make of something like that? Well, it's, uh, it's clearly not very good. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's really uh, exactly the sort of situation that, uh, that it's my job to try and improve. I'm just going to move this microphone slightly up. So there we go. So thank you very much. Yep. Yeah, the, police, so, the, and, the role and, of the police cr- crime, uh, the PCC states, ensuring the police respond effectively to public concerns and threats to public safety, ensuring public priorities are acted upon and the most vulnerable individuals are not overlooked. That what just happened to Shahzad? That is not covered by that at all, is it? They they, they, they didn't uh, respond effectively. Doesn't sound like it. No, no. no. And I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, it's good that uh, Shahzad has complained about it, and yeah. if people don't get acceptable service, then they do need to complain about How it. How many times is he going to have to complain only, about it? We're only going to we're only going to improve things um, if people do complain and draw it to my attention. But how, so how, that I Ollie, can, uh, how many times is he going to have to complain about it before, before something's done? Can you guarantee that the next time this happens... Well, no, because what I'm coming to is, um, you know, it's difficult. Um, only yesterday we've had an announcement that uh, the government are going to cut another 3% from government departments. No. Now, we don't know how that's going to translate in the Home Office and how that's going to translate yeah. to my budget. Um, but, but you knew that cuts is, were coming. That is the difficulty that we face. Yeah, yeah. I know, but we and all know that. But, what are you, but, but, but we all know that. We all know that there are cuts and there are more cuts. Yeah. But what are you going to do? This is your job now. Well, we, I and we, have got a demand that the, the police do more with less, and that's what they're doing. Shazad, what do you want to say to Ali? Well, I mean, firstly, I would like to obviously congratulate uh, Oli on his p- position, but, um, you know, uh, I, I hope he knows what he's got himself into. Right. Um, you know, we, we've had chief constables in there and superintendents giving the same s- stories and same uh, stuff which what Oli's just said now yeah. uh, over the last few years. I mean, you know, I've been in that store for six years now, and, um, you know, um, you hear it all the time, it's all talk. Uh, but you know, obviously, I, I do appreciate the fact Ollie is new, mm. and um, you know, I would I would like to um, you know give him an opportunity. Okay. To what, what do you want to see Ollie do? Well, I, I, I don't expect miracles. Yeah. You know, and, I, and nobody does. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. But um, you know, I would like you know he lives in the area, so he he knows exactly what I'm talking about. And if he if he doesn't. Yeah. Then uh, maybe he ought to, you know, come out a few times down to my shop and have a look, yeah. uh, see what's happening in the area, and maybe, you know, I'm not going to ask for too much. Maybe just one thing. Yeah. One thing he can say, okay, look, I'm going to do this. One thing for that area. Yep. And come back in a month's time. You know, I think a month is. A month is so let's have a let's have a word with Bridget. Morning, Bridget. Good morning. Now, very briefly, in about thirty seconds, can you just r- remind the listeners and tell Ollie what it was you were telling me yesterday that was had been going on? Uh, 
Do you mean at the meeting or...? No, uh, with, in your area, with, uh, with the prostitutes and things. Well, I mean, there's a litany. It'd take me half an hour, wouldn't it? But, you know, life, life is hell. Grown men don't go out after dark. It doesn't mo- matter what age you are or how you look. You're accosted by <coughs> men if you're waiting for a taxi. You see prostitutes in various stages of undress and all sorts of things physically happening that even cats and dogs wouldn't do on the street and you 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 know it's just so appalling that you sometimes wonder if you're if you fell down the rabbit hole bridget thank you ollie people are scared in in where bridget lives that she was saying yesterday there are prostitutes having sex in rubbish shoots uh that women are being accosted in the street there's a there's a a, an air of of threats in that area what are you going to do well Look, I do start from the position that what Shahzad and your other caller have just described isn't acceptable. Mm. Um, now, Bedfordshire Police, to be fair to them, they're on a journey. They're going from um, a period when their performance was quite poor, they weren't... Uh, crime was on the rise, um, they weren't tackling it. Now, they've managed to cut crime by a recorded crime by a rate that's double... But what are you going to do? This is national... all great. Well, let me, let me finish. Well, you're, you're telling us but what they've done already. What are you going to do? They've managed to cut crime by a rate that's double the national average. They've managed to improve their performance during a period when they are being cut. Yeah. So it shows they've they've demonstrated that you can improve you, performance Ollie, in a period of cut. You've been voted in. What are you going to do? One of the do? things that I talked about quite a lot during the campaign because it was getting fed back to me on the doorsteps was antisocial behaviour. And that is a priority for me. Um, and I'm going to make sure... That, uh, that the police deliver an improved performance in relation to that, not by distracting them from cutting crime, but by ensuring that they recalibrate, are, uh, recalibrate their right, efforts to I'm, give it a greater priority. I'm hearing some wonderful lines, and it's fantastic. Let's speak specifically about Bridget's situation where there are prostitutes outside her door having sex. What are you going to do as the police and crime commissioner? What are you going to do about that? Well, first thing... My role is strategic. I'm not in charge of day-to-day <coughs> policing. That is, we still have a chief constable who's in right. charge of policing. However, I am pleased that uh, the police aren't the police, responding effectively. The police, the police are putting in a dedicated police sergeant to lead the effort against the sex trade in High Town. Yeah, and now. I think, you know, that's quite an impressive commitment from the police. When does I've that already, start? I've already, I think it was this, I think it's this week, I've already talked about the fact that uh, we're facing cuts and the overall number of police officers is down. So to be able to find a police officer, a police sergeant, to put in in a dedicated way to tackle this problem does show quite a lot of mm. commitment from the police. That's a good thing, and isn't I it, Bridget? That, that could make a difference. That's yeah. a good thing, a, a dedicated uh, sergeant to look overlook things. Yes, yes. We were very, very pleased with this when we heard this at the meeting. And, of course, this young man's going to have his work cut out because I think people are really determined now. You know, we are the dogs and we've got the bone and we're not going to let this one go. What would you like... Is there anything you'd like to say to, uh, to Mr Martins or, or ask him? Yes, um, you know, well... Mr. Martins, and I believe you do live in our area. I do. Um, it, w- it, it would be nice to see you, and I'm wondering if you would consider us all getting together, and you can actually come and hear and see the trauma, because you know, it is that serious that personally, I am quite surprised in my area that we haven't had a suicide over this. We've had a couple of people who were suicidal, and we all ran 
rallied round them and managed to keep them back from the brink. And it is that serious. And I'm asking you, please, you know, I get to know us more and come and see the situation. And as I said to Chief Superintendent Colborne, come and live a day in our shoes. Bridget, listen, we've got two invitations there, uh, Mr Martins, one from Shazad and one from, from Bridget to go and spend some time and have a look at what's happening. Do you want to take those up? Yeah, certainly happy, you know. Okay, I'm, I am the voice of the people. I can only do that if I'm hearing their problems and Shazad? feeding it back to the police. Uh, well, Very quickly, because we're running yeah, out of time. Yeah, like I said, in, um, I asked Ollie if there's one thing that he can, you know, say that he can do in one month's time. Yeah. If we come back in one month's time and see how he's got on, you know, wh- what is the one thing? I'm not going to ask for any more. I mean, all this talk, what he said about cuts and everything else about the police, we've heard it all before. I've come across a letter from two years ago from the t- superintendent at that time stating what they're planning to do. And in the two years, nothing has been done. I tell you what, Charles, listen, uh, Mr. Martin's very kindly said that he's going to come and have a look at your yeah. shop. He's going to go and spend some time with Bridget. Let's, let's uh, arrange that. Let's get that sorted out. Let's, let's see what he thinks of the situation. And where are we now? Maybe can, can we meet like the first or second week of January and, and just see how things are going and keep an eye on that? Is that all right? You, yep. That's, that's an odd. That's a yes. Thank you. For, listen, I appreciate you coming I mean, in. Is that an invitation for both of us? Oh, have you got to come as well? Uh, well, you, you know what will happen if, if you don't invite yeah, me. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen video yeah. of what happened. Yes, it is. We'll get you... Bridget, we'll get you back on as well. Is that Thank all right? You. Yes. Oh, and Bridget, very quickly as well, we've got the council coming on tomorrow's show. Uh, anything you want to say to them in 20 seconds? Yes, if you... if you, um, Who do you mean the council? Would that be the council? Roxanne. Well, you've got um, uh, Andrew Malcolm and Roxana Whitaker. OK, brilliant. They know all what we have to say. Okay. But all I would say is, come on, focus on a bit more. Get that magnifying glass out and put us under it. We need help. Bridget, listen, we've got to end it there. Thank you very much for, uh, for being on the line. Ollie Martins, thank you very much for coming in. I My know pleasure. it's uh, uh, early days for your job. And Shazad, thank you very much. We'll speak to you all thank again you. soon. Oh, wait, 459-455-555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, let us know what's happening uh, where you are. And can I just say, this show is one 100% supporting the snow. We are supporting our snow. Just drive carefully. Don't be stupid. Give yourself plenty of time. But we are supporting the show. We will have no naysayers on this. For goodness sakes. It's a, it's a gift. Uh, all the schools are closed in beds, hearts and bucks. All of them. They're not all closed. But these ones are closed. The ones we've been notified about are Bennington Church of England Primary School in Hertfordshire, which is shut due to dangerous road conditions, and St Mary's Catholic School in Bishop Stortford, which has an unsafe site. Uh, And in central Bedfordshire, Hawthorne Park School will open at 10.30. It's going to open at 10.30? I'd love to give out my Ian Lee get-off-school-free passes today, but I'm not particularly allowed to. Uh, now, let's have a look at the buses, shall we? Let's find out what's happening on the buses with Lindsay Frostick from Arriva. Morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Do, do, do we know which ones are running or which ones are off? What's happening? Um, yeah, we've had a bit of a call round. It seems Luton and Stevenage are the worst affected with the weather. Um, over Aylesbury, Wickham, Milton Keynes, um, Watford and Hemel, I think it's kind of out on the road. Everything's running a little bit slowly, slower as um, traffic kind of slows down as well. But they're all running. Luton... Um, has quite a few services not running or not serving areas. Um, the 1824 are not serving Ravenhill. The 13 and 14 are not running at all. And the 24 and 25 can't serve Bushmead, the hospital or Catherine Drive. And then we've got Corley Green Road, which seems to be quite... A, we've actually got a bus stuck on there as well. So um, 
quite bad around the patch. The A505 between Stevenage and Hitchin was also closed for some time. It has reopened now, but the buses going between those two towns will obviously be affected. And just from uh, my colleagues who are trying to get into our depot on Dunstable Road, apparently the traffic around Dunstable Road is absolutely um, a standstill. Um, it took about 30 minutes to go from the bottom of one to the top. So traffic is obviously quite bad. I've got an email in. I don't know if you can answer this, Lindsay. This is from Sue. This is. Uh, can you ask Ariva? That's you now. If the buses yes. to the buses to Cardinal Newman are running through Luton today, please. Only my kids yes. need to use the bus to get to school. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, no, I mean we'll send the buses out. Um, as I said, the traffic is just really, really bad. Yeah. So they will be making their way, but I doubt they'll be on time purely because, like I said, the area around our own depot is is um gridlock okay. so so Sue, the, 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 good, the good news for you is yeah the, the buses are on the way uh yeah, the bad news for the kids is the buses are on the way i'm afraid yeah, exactly. and Lindsay, f- forget forget arriva buses put that all that to one side for a second as a human being with a spirit and with a spark in your eye do you get excited when you see the snow or do you hate it well, work Lindsay hates it, um, normal Lindsay loves it. Yeah, you know it, Lindsay! It's the <laughs> snow! Hey, listen, I'm going to be stuck in Luton um, forever, it looks like. Do you want to go sledging later on? Why not? Why nice not? one. I shall see you at the top of a very steep hill. That's Lindsay Frostick uh, from Eriva. I am. I'm going to be stuck in Luton, it looks like. I'm trying to cancel everything. And it's a pain, and it's a bind, and it's a nuisance. But it's snow. Anyone, does anyone want to take me sledging in Luton today? Anyone? Anyone? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you've got the day off and you're going sledging later on this afternoon, give us a call. I'll come with you. I'll have some of that. Uh, John is in Sandy. Morning, John. Morning, Ian. What's what's uh, what's it like? Uh, whereabouts are you? Are you in Sandy at this moment? No, I'm on the A1M going down toward, uh, towards Watford. Well, we've heard problems about the A1M. What's it like? What's it like? Well, look, all on the traffic report. You mentioned about Junction Ten. When I went past there, it was going flowing very well. I'm heading south, and it's taken me nearly an hour now to get between Junction 9 and Junction 7. So delays between Junction 9 and Junction 7. And is there an accident or anything, or is it just the bad weather? I have no clue, Ian, because all I can see in front of me is red lights. Oh, blimey. Isn't it, isn't it the most frustrating thing? Listen, we, well, obviously we wish that nobody, uh, any injury at all. But when you're stuck on the motorway for like an hour, hour and a half, and you're going really slowly, and then suddenly you start going, and you, the, you, there's nothing there. There's no, there's no accident, there's no broken down vehicle, there's nothing. Well, I'm half a mile from Junction 7 now. And I, was a jun- I joined the queue at Junction 9 at 7 o'clock. Well, John, listen, drive, drive carefully, take care. Listen, there's, there's precious cargo. There's no, there's no need to rush in this weather. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Kathleen is on the M1. Where, good morning, Kathleen. Good morning. Whereabouts are you on the M1? I'm on the M1 coming down towards Junction 12. Right, and what's it like? Oh, that's OK, that's free-flowing, but the 421 on to Junction 13 is absolutely gridlocked. Aye, I was on there for over an hour to do, I think, maybe, maybe four miles. Where are you heading to, Kathleen? I'm heading down to Watford. Right, OK, forget that. Pull off at Junction 10, come to BBC Three Counties Radio, you and me, we're going to get a sledge, <laughs> we're going to get a sledge, we're going to throw caution to the wind, Kathleen, and we're going to find a really steep hill and giggle like children all day. Are you in? And how much fun would that be? Wouldn't that be the best? <laughs> Why Fantastic. can't we do that? Come, come with me, Kathleen, come with me. I'd love to, but I can't. Oh, Kathleen, I- listen, we'll speak to you later on. Good luck, drive carefully. 
Come on, someone, throw caution to the wind. Stick your fingers up at the boss. Blow him a big raspberry. Let's go sledging, shall we? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'd asked Dealey, but he's a broken man this morning after the uh, debacle of uh, the AstroTurf. If, if, if you've just tuned in and you're going, hey, whoa, hang on a second, I thought on the Ian Lee show they were going to be reuniting Luton Town's AstroTurf 21 years after it was banned for being rubbish. Well, we've had to knock that plan on the head, I'm afraid. It's, it, it's turned into smoke, ashes and indeed cinder because of the bad weather. And Justin Dealey, who'd organised it, um, is is a broken man. He's lying in a corner somewhere in this building. We don't know where. Weeping into his hairy chest. We, we'll speak to him later on and, and find out what's going on. And we, we, we've got uh, our reporter Victoria out and about as well. So we'll find out the latest out on the streets. But it's not happening today. We're aiming for a week Wednesday. But when Mother Nature blows, what can you do? We are but human beings. Right. I've got all poetic. I don't know why. It's the weather. Listener, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Having lots of fun this morning. I'm excited about the snow. Are you excited? Of course you are. Come on, li- listen. I know. Take a, loosen that tie, Mr. Businessman. Take off that bowler hat. Loosen that skirt, and just let the child in you. Let the let the joy shine out. There's snow out there. Who's bunking off work today to go and play in the snow? After this, I am. Who's with me? Well, listen, we're going to have fun. It's also causing big problems for motorists across the three counties. If it's affecting you, give us a call. 08459 455 555. We will have the latest news. But I don't want it to all be doom and gloom about about the snow. If you're excited about the snow, if you've got the day off school because of the snow, if you're thinking of bunking off work because of the snow, would you give me a call, please? 08459 455 555. I want to speak to you. I want to speak to someone who's not going to school and is, is over the moon. I want to speak to someone who can't go to work and is feeling wonderful because of it. Also on the show today, Chancellor George Osborne will tell MPs there is no miracle cure to the UK's economic problems. He may say winter fuel payments should be means tested. Could you do without it? Pretty apt to be talking about it on a day when it's so cold and snowy. If you've got a load of money and you're a pensioner, you shouldn't get the winter fuel allowance. What do you think of that? And our plan to reunite Luton Town's AstroTurf, it's off. Justin Daly's been planning it for weeks. We'll find out what's going to happen instead in the next half an hour. BBC Three Counties Sad Radio. But seriously, I'm, I'm uh, appreciating all of your travel updates. That's great. Who I really want to speak to now is I want to speak to some people who are as joyful as me about the snow. If you've got the day off school because of the snow, can you give me a call? If you've got the day off work, either legitimately, uh, legitimately or otherwise, give me a call. Or if you're just thinking, oh man, it's snowing! 08459 455 555. Let's, let's celebrate the magic of snow. Uh, David Roach is from London Luton Airport. Morning, David. Hi, morning, Ian. What's, what's the latest there? Well, we're not as excited about the snow as you I are. I kind of guess sure. you wouldn't be, yes. I guess you <laughs> wouldn't be. 
Well, look, we had to shut the runway this morning for about an hour. Um, we had to do that as a precautionary measure. Mm. Um, the snow, I think, has taken us all a bit by surprise this morning. Um, but uh, having said that, the last update I had is that we're about to reopen the runway. Oh, okay. So we, we've had a, um, a few delays this morning, as you'd expect, um, and there's probably going to be a bit of a knock-on effect uh, over the next um, uh, hour or so. How many but, flights uh, have you had delayed so far? Do you know? Um, off the top of my head, I don't have that at the right. moment, um, but it's, it looks like we're, we should be getting back to normal fairly soon. They'll be asking passengers at the moment if they just check before they travel with their airline. Mm. Um, we should be back up and running fairly soon, we hope. And have you, what's the, the, the latest? I'm, I'm assuming you've got high-tech computer weather reading equipment. Uh, d- more snow? Are you going to be able to cope? Um, at the moment, we're, we're not anticipating anything, but we're keeping a watching brief. So, um, bearing in mind the situation is, is still quite fluid at the moment, we just want to keep a very close eye on things. Okay. Well, uh, listen, keep, do keep us in touch. If anything else happens, do, do let us know, David. Thank you for that. Thanks a lot, Ian. Uh, we can go to uh, the, the, the sensible advice there is if you're flying from Luton. Uh, today, just check. Just check online, give them a call, check with your airline and see what's happening. Well, BBC Three Counties reporter Victoria Cook has been forced to stand in the snow all morning. Victoria, I, I, I can only <laughs> apologise, but God damn it, I'm glad it's you and not me. Where, whereabouts are you this morning now? <laughs> right, I've moved now, Ian. I'm now on the footbridge over the A505, so I can see the A505 heading through Luton towards the airport. I can see the road that goes towards the A6 and the road towards Dunstable and I have to say actually the good news is that the road conditions look a lot better than when you last spoke to me I think with all the the traffic this morning the snow's melted and I'm not saying it's safe but it's a lot it's a lot less slippery than it was about an hour or an hour and a half ago so traffic is starting to move it's it's starting to look like regular looting in the mornings now uh, um, what do we know anything about schools that we've had a couple of schools that are closed have we heard any more yeah, so we've got a few school closures to report, Ian. There's a handful across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. So, so far, the ones we've been notified about are Bennington Church of England Primary School in Hertfordshire, which is shut due to dangerous road conditions, and St Mary's Catholic School in Bishop Stortford, which, again, has an unsafe site. Uh, in central Bedfordshire, Hawthorne Park School will open at 10.30. So, sorry, guys, you are going to school, but it's a bit later. And uh, the Ramridge Primary School in Luton, Again, they just have a later opening time. They'll be open from 10 o'clock today. But if you go to Ramridge Primary School and you're in Year 5, you won't be going in today. Year 5 is closed for the day because of teacher sickness. Hang on a second. Hang on a second, Victoria Cook. (laughs) The the Year 5 teachers are sick on a snow day. Are we sure about that? This is what we've been told. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what we've been told. That's what we've been told. We can't question that. Anything else to say, Victoria, or should we let you come in? <laughs> well, I, I would quite like to come in. I've got a nice chocolate uh, pan au chocolat waiting in the newsroom and a cup of tea with my name on it. So if you wouldn't mind, I would quite um, like to come back. <laughs> actually, no. Can you stay out there till nine o'clock? And then I think Jonathan might require you as well. <laughs> uh, yes, um, that's, that's a yes. You've been cut off that. So yes, thank you very much indeed uh, for that. Uh, 08459, poor Victoria, she's excellent, we've, we've literally made her, yeah, you're going to stand out in the snow today? Sorry, what? Yeah, you're going to stand in the snow and get, get cold? Yeah, that's it, that's how it's going to work. Um, uh, we've got some texts 
on... Uh, let's have a look at what we've got here. Um, oh, this is on fuel allowance uh, that we can... Uh, no, hang on, whereabouts are we? I'm all over the place on my computer, for, for goodness sakes. Let's have a little look at these. We've got some um, texts on snow! That's what we've got text on. I do apologise. Look at that. Um, Kev says, problems in and around Stevenage. Uh, they're because the gritters haven't be- been out. Took 45 minutes to get across town to A1M. Well, this is the thing. We, talked, we did a report on the gritters, I think, last week. And they were going, oh, don't worry, guys. We have got so much grit, so much salt. We have got this covered. And then they didn't go out last night. What, why, why weren't the gritters out last night? Because if they were, it wouldn't be as bad as it is today. Phil says, traffic drivers need to be aware that the rural road between Bulldock and Buntingford in Hearts is treacherous, with cars losing grip and causing minor accidents. And Andy Milton Keane says, I love the snow, but it's not fair. All my workmates are either stuck or not coming into work, i.e. bunking off for the day. Unfortunately, I work from home and can't use the I can't get into work excuse. Well, you heard that, um, bluster, that in a school, the year five teacher, the year five is cancelled because teachers are off due to sickness. On a snow day? I'm suspicious. Gracie's in Stevenage. Good morning, Gracie. Good morning. Good uh, morning, Ian. Good morning, Gracie. Are you going into school today? Nope. And you're being very calm, but what noise is your head making? Yeah, I'm going sledging and throwing snowballs at my brother. How Woo! cool is that? You're on a, on a Wednesday morning, you have got the superb news, and listen, I've got to be honest, dear listener, I'm on the kid's side this morning. I'm not on the parent's side, I'm totally on the kid's side. Yeah. You've got the excellent news, school is closed, You go- whereabouts are you going to go sledging, Gracie? In Fallon's Park in Stevenage. Good, good hills there? Good, really good hills. Yeah, really good hills. You're gonna, and you're going to throw snowballs at your brother? Yeah. Make a snowman? Yep. There we go, you see. Like, l- listen, remind me how old you are, Gracie. You're ten, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, this, this is, this is going to be one of the best days of your life. You're going to remember this. Ten years old, bunking off school, going sledging. Actually, I'm not bunking off school. My road to my um, school in Morkin, the lane from Stevenage to Morkin, hasn't been gritted. Yeah, well, you know, it, 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 technically, you know, but it's still, it, it's still bunking off, Gracie, yeah. and, and every respect to you for that. Gracie, thank you very much for that. I want more people, I want more people who are not going to school today. I really want an adult to phone up and go, Ian, there's snow, I'm loving it. I want a wahoo, or indeed a yahoo, from uh, someone over the age of 40, if we can, please, this morning, who is loving the fact that there is snow. It wasn't the, the lady from Arriva great. She says, well... Uh, Arriva Lindsay doesn't like the snow, but real Lindsay loves it, and that's what I want. Let's celebrate. I'm not having any of this. Oh, so my, listen, my day, I've, I've got my phone on and I'm texting various people during the news, completely unprofessional, um, and bits and pieces, trying to completely rearrange my day. But it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I don't mind in the slightest. I don't mind in the slightest. Uh, we've got some emails about the snow as well. Um, I'm hoping like mad the snow goes this morning. Very important day today. I have to get over to Newton Longville to get my roots done. My Christmas hairdo. Oh, I do apologise about that. So, sorry. Uh, Jane also goes on to say, any news on the audiobook of Nick Coffer reading Fifty Shades of Grey? Well, poor Paul Scoynes. On last week's show, we had Paul Scoynes, the political reporter, um, reading extracts from Fifty Shades of Grey. It turns out he wasn't the um, erogenous hit that we, I said hit, that, that we all expected him to be. And that most people went, actually... I think Coffer would have done it better. We're working on it, Jane. We're working on it. Uh, April's in Luton. Morning, April. Good morning. Oh, you're, for some reason I was expecting a child and I have a grown woman's voice. Uh, April, uh, are you excited about the snow? 
I'm terribly excited. I'm just gutted. I actually made it into work. Oh, no! You've got... Whereabouts are you working? I work at Luton Airport. Oh, um, <laughs> I'll say no more. Uh, so you're, you're in there for the day. Mm-hmm. And you're looking out there and you're seeing all that gorgeous snow that's stopping your... snow snowplows have made a huge mound on the apron. Oh, are you... Are, are you do you... Are you allowed to run on to the runways, April, as a member of Luton staff, and make the biggest snowman in the world? Or do they frown upon no, that? No, you have to have special. You have to have a special pass to go out onto the apron, and you have to wear your high vis. Oh so. man, that's not. What do you do at the airport, April? Uh, I work for one of the airlines. Oh, okay. So I work in the engineering. Uh, okay, okay. Are you so, you sound genuinely gutted that you're in today. I am because my husband was saying, "Oh, I don't know what to do with our son because he only goes to school uh, two and a half days a week." Yeah. So he was saying, oh, I don't know what to do with him tomorrow. And then, of course, this morning I woke up and I went, it snowed. Yeah. So their problem solved, isn't it? They're going to make igloo and a snowman and have snowball fights. It is the best thing. If you're a, a mum or a dad at home with the kids and you, you're going, well, what can we do today? Aha, I see what we can do today. We can the give him the gift of out. magic. Oh, April, well, uh, what time are you finishing tonight? Uh, three, hopefully. Do you want a drink? No, I, no, I don't <laughs> well, I'm, I just, I'm stuck in Luton for the day. I've got nothing to do. So you, you'll still get home and hopefully there'll still be plenty of snow around. I hope so, yeah. I that's, live in a village, so... That's if you can. ...505 if they haven't been silly and driven on it stupidly. Yeah, that's if you can get home. You could be stuck at the airport for the rest no. of your life. April, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, we'll speak to Lynn in Stockfold. Let's get the, the travel from Sophie, then we'll get a little bonus bit of travel from Lynn. Thank you very much, Sophie. We've got Lynn in Stockfold, who's also got a little traffic update. Lynn! Uh, the A507 uh, roundabout Flitic is absolutely horrendous. There is no point in sitting on it. I've been on there an hour this morning, and it's just not moving. So this is heading towards the M1. Lynn, thank you very much for that. Keeping it real. <laughs> Jazz hands. Jonathan Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Jonathan Miller-Smith has made it. Don't worry, dear listeners. I will not be filling in for him. He's turned up looking like he's um, wearing the clothes that will later on adorn a snowman. What on earth are you wearing, man? Very cash. <laughs> Very cash. I would say, and don't take this rudely or the wrong way, too, too cash. Too, ca- too cash. Listen, I am dressed up for being stranded. Look at the size of the collars on that jersey. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, there, there are several things that I, from, from November, really, I make sure are always in the back of my car. Yes. One is a shovel. One is my Wellington boots with my luxury Wellington socks. Yes. I have a blanket in there. All of these things to hide a body, Jonathan, but why? All of those things are in the boot of my car. Make sure your mobile phone's charged up. Yeah. And whenever it's snowy, always leave the house in your, in your large mint humbug jumper... <laughs> <laughs> in case snowy. of being stranded, yes, you can, you can suck on yourself to keep you warm. Well, I, I wouldn't need to. This is warm enough. Are you? I am loving the snow, and this this um, show, and therefore I think this whole station. I think I'm leading the way. Is 100 percent behind the snow. We back our snow. Um, I'll, I'll level with you. I love listening to you most mornings. This morning, you were making me really annoyed. Sorry? As I'm coming down the road into I've been, Luton. I've been cheering up beds, hearts and bucks. In, in pretty much stationary traffic, your city there saying, Oh, is this fun? Snow fun? We're going to build a snowman. We're gonna, kids are going to have the day off. It's not fun. There's nothing fun. And you know what? This is just the beginning of the end. This is a disaster. We've got months of this yet. You just wait. It's terrible. You you are now welcome to the countryside. Yes, I'm loving it. This is wonderful. No, no, no. 
This what we've had last so night grumpy. is just a slight insight yeah. into the misery we have ahead of ourselves over oh, the next okay. few months. Okay. So what you're saying is, after your show today, you want to go sledging with me? No. Why? We'll have a laugh. There's nothing fun about the snow. You've got your winter clerks on. We'll have a laugh. I have got my winter clerks on. And, and they're very fetching. Let me see. You're doing uh, a... With you. Oh, OK, there we go. Yeah, you are doing that. Go on. I was going to see if you are going to do a, 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 quite a serious one before no, I made no. light. No, you're, but no. You're, you're doing that one of these well, loaded questions. this is que- serious. It, no, it is serious, but it's one of your, lo- your loaded questions. It's not loaded. Let me ask the ladies and gentlemen. We'll see if they think it's loaded. Does the, pros- do me laugh. Does the prospect of a snowy winter fill you with dread? Uh, That's what I'm asking from Nine. Opening the curtains this morning. When I open my curtains, as I do every morning, to greet the world, morning world, I'm still alive... As I open the curtains, <laughs> You're all, a good form this morning. All I could see snow. Yeah, wonderful. My heart sank. Yeah. Most people's hearts will have sunk this morning when they saw that snow because they'll be thinking, "Oh no, my drive to work's going to be a nightmare. I might slide the car down the road." Yep. Yep. You know, I tried to I tried to turn off this morning in Luton. I thought I'll go down Cuton Ho Road. These cars slipping and sliding down there. They don't know how to drive properly. Like, it's That's a steep why. hill. Yeah, they don't know how to do. You can drive down a steep hill in snow. Of course you can. That's terrifying. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views. Are you like Ian, a lover of the snow? Are you thinking, yeah, this is great fun. I can't wait for this. We've got months ahead of us like this. Or does the prospect of a snowy winter fill you with dread? I'd love your view from nine oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is my number. Just, just, just forget this grumpy middle-aged man persona that you have. Just reach deep inside your soul. Just, just feel that 12-year-old boy that's in there. Just let that 12-year-old boy, just let him be delighted and come alive at the, at the, the prospect of playing in the snow. I never like the snow. You can't wear your leather soles. Or suede. I'll be listening at nine o'clock. Thanks. For a few minutes and then no doubt doing what you did to me and switching you <laughs> off with a loud, hefty <laughs> click. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. I'll see you later on. He's on form... <laughs> him cackling as he walks away. He's been on form recently. He's always on form, but he's been on, he's been on top form uh, recently, and uh, well worth a listen to. Uh, list of primary schools and other schools that are closed. So, stay tuned, kids. It's, it's the school closure lottery. Are you a winner or are you a loser? Preston Primary School in Hertfordshire closed at the moment. Also in Hertfordshire, Hexton JMI Primary, Bennington Church of England Primary near Stevenage, and St Mary's Catholic School in Bishop Stortford are closed. Late opening at Marriott Secondary School in Stevenage, 11. Turnford Secondary in Waltham Cross from 9.30. Nice, that's not really much of a late opening, is it? 9.30. I'd say get there for 9.45 just to be on the safe side. Furnus Pelham. Furnus, how am I saying that? Furnus Pelham. Furnus Pelham. Church of England Primary School uh, opens at 10. Central Bedfordshire Hawthorne Park School opens at 10.30. The Ramridge Primary School in Luton, uh, Year 5, closed all day. Due to teacher illness. Whippley Infant School and Nursery in Luton are both opening at 10, as is Ferno Pelham Church of England Primary. We just said that one. Ferno gets, gets like a million mentions there. So those are the, uh, the closed and the late openings of schools. I'm sorry if I didn't read your school out. Do listen again tomorrow, and maybe we will then. Now, you've tuned in. Uh, we, I, I can feel we can, the lights are dimming in the studio. That means we've got more listeners. There's a power surge because you were tuning in to hear history literally being mocked on this show as we reunited the Luton Town Football Club famous AstroTurf pitch after 21 years. Well, bad, uh, bad weather has scuppered our plans 
and Justin Daly is a broken man. Justin? Ian, good morning. Good morning, Justin. Um, where, where are you? Are you in this building somewhere? Oh, no, I'm in the car park with the AstroTurf. Okay, okay, okay. You're, st- yeah. you're still stood outside? Yes. Yeah, oh, mate. Still here with the AstroTurf. Um, oh. I actually went to Cambridge yesterday and uh, I picked up a van load <laughs> of the Luton Town AstroTurf from 1991. Yeah. Now, yes, the world's first ever AstroTurf reunion has been cancelled due to the snow. But we have a last-minute feature. Oh. We still have the pitch. I've got it here with me. Listen to this. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we have a last-minute feature, which is called Touch My Pitch, and I believe we have a jingle. Press go now. Touch my pitch. That's the last-minute jingle for this um, feature. Okay. Yes. So what's what's this new feature we got, JD? Well, Touch my pitch. It sounds great. Okay. We can't be at Lucy Sports Park this morning because of the snow. People are travelling from right the way across the country to be there today. <laughs> Preston Daventry, you think I'm joking? I am not. Yep. But we still have the pitch. I've got a, a good one metre's worth here. Hey. And the lucky people of Lucy this morning have had the chance to touch <laughs> this pitch. Oh, so, I have been to the hotel next door and this is what happened. You'll like this. Adam, you've been going to Luton Town Games since you were 10. Here, I have a rather large piece of historic Luton Town AstroTurf. Go on, feel it. Feel it for me. And tell me what you are feeling right now. How does it feel? Uh, look, the history of winning trophies. The passion. Passion, passion yeah. of winning trophies and all that kind of stuff. Singles down your spine? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's actually doing something to you, isn't it? Yeah. Incredible. Adam, thank you so much. There you go, that's Adam, who's a Luton Town supporter. Going to move over here to this man who's having his breakfast. He wants to touch a bit of this AstroTurf. Sir, what's your name? Uh, John Hotchkiss. John, I'm sorry to bother you while you're having your breakfast, but this is far more important. This is the Luton Town AstroTurf. Go and feel it for me. And tell me how it feels. It feels like a nice carpet, a tough carpet, you know, doorstep carpet. Uh, but what I would think of, uh, if that's actually the turf... Uh, What's real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of all the famous feet which has uh, run over that, yeah. you know. Um, it's special, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, very much so. Enjoy your baked beans. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Ian, you can hear the passion, can't you? You can hear it. I could hear the apathy coming yes. from both of you. You can't go up to a man while he's having a hotel buffet breakfast. What's more important, baked beans or Luton Town's AstroTurf from 19... 19- Ninety-one. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ian, yes. Unfortunately, we're, we're today being cancelled. I'm going to have to tease people a bit more here. Yeah. This is absolutely fascinating. It, it, yeah, go on. I found out yesterday. Yeah. And we shall be revealing this information next week when oh, the reunion oh, does happen. Oh. The Luton Town pitch, yeah. when it was ripped up in 1991, yeah. it went to, to various locations. Yeah. It went to a, an astroturf dealer hey. who's known as Astro Man in Cambridge. I like now, it. He works on certain films. Oh. And the Luton Town astroturf was used in a world famous Walt Disney film. I shall be revealing the name of that film when this reunion happens, okay. and it will happen. The snow will not be... So it's, it's not a cancellation, it's a postponement. Yes. Much postponed. Where, so when are we, where and when are we planning on doing it? Well, we're hoping to do it a week today, yep. either again at the Lucy Sports Park or Inspire. I've been phoning people for two hours, yeah. up and down the country, phoning me, is it still on? Uh, you could hear the excitement, and then when I said it was off, well, you could pretty much hear the yeah. tears. So, well, ju- Justin, so listen, Justin, today. you've had a tough day. Yeah. And, uh, you, well, listen... We've got a little surprise for you. Oh, lovely. You've been fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got uh, Peter Little's on the line. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, You've too. got a little surprise for Justin Daly. I have indeed. Go on, to tell him what you've Come got. On. Try and cheer him up on this horrible day. Well, it's quite exciting when I heard on the radio you were talking about Mick Harper coming down and reacting his, his own goal. <laughs> and and it, it, made, it, it rang a bell with me because we were match ball sponsors on the day. Ooh. And I've got the ball in front of me. 
You've got the ball that Mick Hartford scored an own goal with. Well, it's all been signed. It's certainly a ball that's been played with. It wasn't just a souvenir no, one. No, no, Pete, Peter, 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 yeah. Peter, I'm going to ask you that question again and you say yes. You've got the ball that Mick Hartford scored an own goal with. Yes. Yay, there we go, Justin. I'm actually speechless. There wow. you are. That's a first. Wow. Is, is there a, whereabouts are you based, Peter? Is there any chance that we can come and let Justin touch it at some point? Are you around next <laughs> I'm Wednesday? Can we, can we Can we get that ball for next Wednesday? Definitely. Excellent oh, stuff. Oh, that's wonderful. Forget about Nadine Dorries and all the controversial uh, issues recently with I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. There you go. A man from Westerning who's been to his loft, who's got the ball, and is going to bring it down next week. That is fantastic. Peter, listen. Thank you so much, Peter. Justin, has that brought a little smile oh, to your face on this you know, dark I'm day? A happy, happy bunny right now. Good Thank lab. you so you're, much. You're very, very welcome. It's literally, literally the least we could do. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Justin. Good stuff. And that's your latest news and sport. More from me at nine o'clock. Have you got any more news? Do you want me to make some up? Yeah, I'm just sorry. I'm just, te- I'm just texting my hairdresser. Okay. Have a look in the bin. Go on. Anything that didn't make the cut, you can use it now. I'm just trying to oh, sort yeah, out... Oh, yeah, this is a bit of sport. Go- this, is, this is sport for sport fans. Away you go. An agreement over the future of London's Olympic Stadium will move a step closer today, more than a year after a deal to allow West Ham United to take over the venue collapsed. Premier League club is likely to be named as the preferred bidder again, but it'll have to meet certain conditions before any final agreement can be reached. Enough? That'll do. Across beds, hearts and bugs, this is BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I am surprised. There's, there's another BBC scandal. Let's just hope Ofcom and the Daily Mail weren't listening. There is a bin full of news that doesn't get used. <laughs> there's a bin full of news. Unbelievable. What a, sh- what a shocking world we live in. Oh, dear. Hang on a second. My computer's just about to crash. What a, what a time for me to notice that. I think we're back in. Let's see if I click this button. Is that working? Yes, I think it's working. I can tell you what's coming up in the last half an hour of the show before Jonathan Vernon-Smith comes on. We'll talk about the uh, sports awards that took place uh, last night. More of your calls on snow. And also, we have been asking this morning, uh, are you an older person? Do you really need your heating allowance? Is it something you could live without? 08459 455 555. On FM, AM and online. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford won the Sports Personality of the Year Award at the BBC East Sports Award uh, Awards in Bedford last night. Joins me on the line now. Morning, Greg. Good morning. How good, are we? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Congratulations. That's a bit of good news. How are you feeling? Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a shock to be taken. It's really up against people like Victoria Pendleton and uh, Etienne Stoughton. That you, you don't really expect to come over the. With the good, so I was, I was really, I was chuffed a bit. It's one of those years, I mean, it's, it has been an incredible year for sport, in, 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 with the Olympics, but also a lot of other sports. It's one of those years where you must have just sat there and looked around you and thought, blimey, everyone else is good as well. Did, did, you, did you think <laughs> you, were, you stood a chance? Um, well, I mean, there was, there was four of us in, in, in the hat for it, so I mean, there was sort of one in four's chance, I guess. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I definitely didn't expect to kind of walk away and win it. It was, again, it, it's, it's accolades and things like that, that you don't, Often expect, I think it's uh, it's just something that's just fantastic when it when it does come around. You Olympians are rightfully striding the earth like the giants that you are. What's the most exciting thing that you've you've done since the Olympics? God, yeah, that's a that's a good question. I bet there's been mean, a lot, hasn't there? Well, there's been so much going on. It's it's just been it's just been absolutely unreal. I mean, it's just more the opportunities that that, that you now get. For example, I was able to go watch the uh, end of the the Masters tennis um, sort of 
just well got invited, went along, sat down, there was the likes of Pippin Middleton and, and Totty sitting in the same sort of area as myself and my mum and dad. And it's just, again, as I say, the new opportunities that you get that you probably wouldn't have had. Greg, can, I, can I express my... Who, when you say Totty... Yeah, the you know the famous Italian football player. Oh, I thought <laughs> for a second I thought, oh, he's Greg. You've let your guard down. You do know this is going out. There's a bit of totty in there. <laughs> oh, it was a football. I do, but and I'm assuming those uh, those tickets were free, sir. Um, they were as they should Lovely. be. Yeah. As they should be. Very Have you been asked? Because we've seen a couple of the Olympic stars on things like Big Brother and in the jungle, and uh, Victoria, of course, was on uh, Strictly Come Dancing. Have you been asked to do any of those things? Would, would any of that interest you at all? Uh, no, I've, I've already said that I won't do any form of reality stuff or anything like that, probably until I'm retired. And, and certain ones I'd probably never do anyway. Um, but I, I mean, there was there was talk of doing um, Celebrity MasterChef purely because I talk a lot about baking and, and cooking and everything else. So the idea was that uh, I went and did that. But that, that won't happen for years to come. Yeah, right. it's, it's something that I need to focus in on, on being an athlete again at some point soon because I've had, just had such a such a whirlwind of, of going off to events and being here, there and everywhere, that, that training and everything else and, and just probably my recovery from my surgery just hasn't been the same as it probably would have been yeah. if uh, if I'd have had all the time in the world. But I, I, I'm looking forward to becoming an athlete again. Well, good for you. Um, it's, 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 you know, well done for, for focusing on what you know is important. I say focusing on what you know is important, Greg. This weekend, you, you're taking your kit off for a load of people. What on earth is that all about? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's for a fantastic cause. It's, it's been uh, done through Groupon as well. And basically, um getting next well nearly naked um and uh, sitting for a live drawing or painting session with 30 individuals who um who applied through groupon and it's to raise awareness and raise money for um uh, male cancer so testicular cancer mainly uh, which is something that's close to home for me because i have a very very close friend who's just got over it so um it's it's all for a good cause yeah. it's all a bit of fun but it's going to be what was interesting because be we were to, we, we talked about this the last couple of days uh, at work literally two of the women in in the after show meeting when they heard this went four they actually <laughs> made the four noise about you and what's what's funny in the description of because we've read the thing from groupon is you don't have to be a good drawer. So, you know, if, if you get picked, you, you can have no drawing skills whatsoever. How, n- how nearly naked are you going to be, Greg? Um, Pants? I think... I- I think, well, originally, yeah, I think basically I'm, I'm having a small pair of Union Jack pants on, which is going to be quite interesting. <laughs> how, I've got to ask, because my team is mainly made up of women, how small are these small pants? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Actually, not too small. I'm too tight and, and, and restricting me too much. No, but, we, don't uh, want, we don't want any damage down there. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, I'm, I haven't seen them myself yet. I'm, I'm, I'm ever so slightly nervous about it, to be totally honest, because it's a... Uh, Every day you get invited to, to sit in front of thirty strangers and <laughs> eat it off. And, and how long do you have to pose. sit? How long do you have to sit there for? Um, each drawing session is forty-five minutes. So, and how many drawing sessions um, are you doing? I believe there's two drawing sessions. Yeah. Um, but there's and there's two poses per one. So I'm I'm there from twelve <laughs> till four of it. <laughs> oh, Greg! Greg, you know that you know that you get paid money if you do. I'm the, uh, I'm a celebrity or something. They pay you cash. <laughs> well, this is this is for a good cause. It is so, a good uh, cause. You're right. It's absolutely brilliant, Greg. Listen, thank yeah. you so much. Congratulations for last night. Thank you. Much. Uh, and, and, and fingers crossed for for the, the the big sports personality as well. Do we know when the, when is the sports personality of the year? The the, the full on whole country one happening? Do we know? Oh, this one, this on the 16th of December. Okay. Well, listen. Fingers crossed. I hope, let's hope you get something there, Greg. Lovely to talk to you. Best of luck at the weekend. Good seeing you. Just just sit out of sit out of reach because you know some of these artists have got wandering hands oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number wendy is in luton good morning wendy hello good morning good morning wendy you have a, 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 a lovely 
jingling your voice there. I don't know what that means. I got lost in that sentence. I often do. Are you excited about the snow? Oh, yes. I am very excited. Uh, With my children, we are very excited about the snow. We have loads of fun. We've got the sledging. Ooh. We make a snowman. We have loads of fun. You've got a sledging? You're going to make the snowman's. What, 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 now, let me just... What kind of sledge have you got, Wendy? Oh, the I, normal one. <laughs> An ordinary, is it a plastic or a wooden? It's a plastic Yeah, one. good. The pla- everyone goes, oh, I've got a wooden one with runners. Yeah, the wooden ones, they ain't no good. The plastic ones are the best. Oh, yes, yes. We have lots of fun. We, we did it last year, and, and we couldn't wait for the snow to start this year to go sledging. I'm trying to place your accent, Wendy, and I can't. I, 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 when you first came on, I thought Irish, and then obviously you're not Irish. Whereabouts are you from? Ooh, far, far away. <laughs> oh, I don't know this. I'm from South America. From South... Sa- oh, which South American country? Cusco, Peru. Peru, I've heard of, we've all heard of Peru, of course we have. Have, have you heard of Machu Picchu? Gesundheit. No, yes, of course I have Machu Picchu. Yes, I come from that small town, Cusco. Now, so I, I'm guessing snow is like doubly b- b- exciting to you then, because I would imagine there's not much snow where you come from. No, there isn't. Yeah. Oh, this brilliant. We, we love it here. I, I, I love the snow. I, I enjoy every season. And how old, how old are your kids, Wendy? I've got Natalie's five and Matthew is eight. Oh, and I bet they're, I bet they're so excited about oh, it. Oh, they are. Natalie was up by quarter to five, <laughs> and we were looking at the snow coming down. <laughs> Wendy, do you know what? I, I, I might pop along later on and jump on the boat, push the kids off and jump on the back of your sledge, if that's Excellent. all right. no problem. Thank you, Wendy. You enjoy yourself. Isn't that exciting? She's from Peru, and she's over the moon to see the snow. Wonderful. Esther's in Luton. Good morning, Esther. Hello. I've, I believe that you have had to go into work today. Yes. I'm sorry. I rang my boss to say, um, caught in traffic, um, weather's quite, you know, awful. And she said, well, when you come in, be prepared for a snowball fight. I beg your pardon? Your boss, <laughs> your boss is, is lining up a snowball fight for later in the day? Oh, yeah. And well, we want me to take waterproof. Oh, how cool. What a cool... What's your boss's name? Joyce. Joyce, you are the you are the best bo- boss I've ever heard in my life. What 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 kind of business are you in, Esther? Sports car. I can't say too much. No, don't no, we don't don't yeah. say too much. Okay, but so the, let's yeah. just just if you're going to look at sports cars today in Luton, chances are everyone will be out the back having a proper mm-hmm. snowball fight. Yeah, looking forward to it. How ex- <laughs> Esther? Well done, fantastic. Thank you. How exciting is that, Luton? You're getting you're you're getting you're with me on this. Jonathan Vernon Smith at nine o'clock is again me. He'll be asking on the big phone in today, does the prospect of a snowy winter fill you with dread? Well, you've just heard two calls there. Uh, th- th- two people who have... Uh, two grown-ups who have allowed the child within them to step forward and embrace this snowy, cold, wet weather. And uh, the, the twinkle in their eyes has come alive. Good for you. Well done. We've got some text on the snow as well here. Let's have a little look at these. The snow is lovely to look at, but why are schools shut already in the county? It's only a dusting of snow, not even an inch on the ground here in Coppel. How do they cope in Sweden when it snows? Jeanette, well, it's quite th- It's thicker than a, a dusting here, I'll tell you that. Linda says, snow is great. Knew it was coming last night, and when I saw the sky this morning, I knew it had arrived. Good boots, drive carefully, no problem. I'm off today, but can't go out and play in it, unfortunately. Uh, Nick from Barkway. Ian, I looked out of my window and went, woohoo, snow! He wrote it in capital, so I did the voice for him. I love it. Out in my 4x4 with a chance to go off-ride driving uh, driving around everyone else stuck in the snow. Andy in Standon. Ian, I love the snow. Unfortunately, I have to work. I love photographing in the snow. 
And Dill says, why is nobody saying about the A421 towards M1? It's almost at a standstill. Been on it from Bedford for the last 30 minutes. Dill, we just have thanks to you. 08459 555 Let's, uh, can, we, can, we, can we all gang up on Jonathan? And, and, and he, he's expecting people to phone in and moan about the snow. Don't. Don't give him the satisfaction. Let, let that child within you come alive. The inner child. We all... Lo- Listen, I know it's a pain. Of course it's a pain. I'm desperately trying to sort out my day, and it, it's going to be hard work. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's snow. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Let's embrace it. If you, <coughs> excuse me, if you want to uh, get in touch with Jonathan, I suggest you email him now. Send him an email. Hang on a second. Victoria Cook has walked in. Next. Get back out. There's another 15 minutes of the show, for goodness sakes, holding a warm mug of tea. How dare she? Uh, email Jonathan now. Sophie Tyler, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Um, the train's from Luton to King's Cross. Your trains, let me have a little... Come on, Sophie, this is the important stuff. Well, we are not actually looking too bad at the moment. We did have problems between Luton earlier and uh, St Pancras on First Capital Connect, Mm -hmm. but they're now running a normal service. All righty, Sophie. So best of luck on your journey. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, We've got Graham on the M1 for a little travel update. Graham, what's happening? Uh, Yeah, I've just come down from Luton to 13, and it is solid. And the A421, they're actually... I don't know if you know Junction 13 now with all this new roadworks, but they are actually queuing up on the A421 to get onto the motorway. Okay, Graham, what are the chances of you turning off at Junction 10, coming to the BBC Three Counties studio, uh, and going sledging and having hot chocolates with me all afternoon? Yes, I'm I see, up for that. I will see I'm you, up for that. Graham. I will forget work, forget wherever you're going. They can, work is for losers. Everyone knows that. I'll see you on the top of a very steep hill at about half past nine. What big hill? Um, you name it. Well, Waldell, is it Waldell Park? Yeah, Waldell Park. I'll, I'll see you I'll there. I've got a golf course. Yeah, all right. Cheers, Graham. Bye. Ta-ta, there we go. Fantastic. I've got a date with Graham. We're going to go sledging and have hot chocolates. How exciting. Let's get the latest weather now. Let's go to wait. Oh, oh no, let's do the news. I think I'm all over the shop. Look, we've been talking for so long. I forgot I've got news to do. 8.48. I'm so going to get the sack. It's snowing this morning, and many of... Listen, let's just celebrate the fact that it's snowing, shall we? For goodness sakes. I love the snow. This show is 100% behind it, supporting our, our snow. Um, Jonathan Vernon-Smith, on the other hand, is not so doing that yes uh victoria cook you've dared to wander back into the studio uh, despite your orders you you ignored my orders and boy there'll be strong <laughs> words later on uh cold enough out there for you yes it is pretty cold i i have a genuine reason for coming back in though i had to get the updated school closure list you've got it uh, i couldn't uh, rely on email out on the no. uh, snow no. you know you never know you were telling me you were you wear fingerless gloves i have to otherwise you can't operate the equipment i can't you know if you've got normal gloves on you can't use uh, a use some sort of smartphone touchscreen and the equipment we use to broadcast so i have to use fingerless gloves but it means the ends of my fingers are still (laughs) defrosting now (laughs) yeah they're absolutely pink okay what what have you got for us what updates have you got for oh look kelly betts is bringing in a fresh update this really is this really is the bbc earning its license fee first breaking news so we've got the school closure list up to date here we go so school closures preston primary school in hertfordshire is closed also in hertfordshire it's hexton jmi primary Bennington Church of England Primary near Stevenage and St Math- Mary's Catholic School in Bishop Stortford. They're all closed. Then we've got a number of 
late openings. So we've got late openings at Marriott Secondary School in Stevenage. They're opening at 11. Turnford, Turnford Secondary in Waltham Cross are opening at 9.30. Ferno Pelham Church of England Primary School are opening at 10. In Central Bedfordshire, Hawthorne Park School will open at 10.30. Ramridge Primary School is open at 10, although you may remember us mentioning earlier, Year 5, don't have to go in today. Due it's to closed. teacher sickness. Teacher sickness. Teacher sickness. Yep. Whipley Infant School and Nursery in Lucent are both opening at 10 o'clock and also Crawley Green Infant School isn't going to be opening until 10. Putteridge High School has just called to confirm they are opening at 10 o'clock also and this has just come in. Reed First School in Hertfordshire has confirmed they are closing for the day. Well, if, you're, if your school wasn't read then, I can only apologise because there are children broken-hearted. They actually have to go in and learn something. You were saying the roads out there are starting to look a little bit better. Yeah, roads, <laughs> I think just with the ways of traffic, it's starting to melt the snow and the, the main roads anyway are all starting to look a lot more free and the traffic's speeding up but as soon as you go off the main roads yeah. it's that kind of snowy slushy stuff and it's still a bit icy and and what we're seeing just around the newsroom actually as cars are coming to the end of those roads and putting their brakes on they're still sliding towards the traffic hey. so you've just got to be so careful to give yourself triple quadruple the braking difference i mean it caught me out this morning listen the the, the question that's on everybody's uh, who's been listening to the show this morning everybody's lips is am i going to be able to make it into london for a haircut oh that's a tough one i don't know i think it's still a bit 50 50 victoria uh, our snow correspondent this morning thank you very much for coming in thank you very go much and, for having and, me yeah you're, you're you're very welcome <laughs> now, now go <laughs> okay. right oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a call Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. It is snowing today. We're celebrating the magic of the snow. Um, and uh, Jonathan Vernon-Smith this morning will be asking, are you dreading a winter full of snow? Um, I'm not. I'm excited about it. I love it. It, it. it scuppers things and it ruins things. We've had a couple of great callers this morning from people who, um, grown-ups, who are going, yeah snow snow i hope you feel the same i'm very very excited by it now it's uh the government are going to make a, announcements and um, a kind of a mini budget today is, is is what it is really um uh, and one of those things included in that could be the um not necessarily the scrapping of the winter fuel payments but the it being means tested so wealthier pensioners wouldn't get the money towards their winter fuel Bills, we've been asking what you think about that. Well, Geoffrey Goldspink uh, lives in Harpenton, and he doesn't see why he should give up his winter fuel payment, even though he has a decent pension. Geoffrey's on the line now. Good morning, Geoffrey. Hello. Well, yes. But, but, but if, if we're in all these tough economic times, when we're making cutbacks everywhere, yes. surely if you've got enough cash, you, you should forfeit the money and, and put it back in the bank. Well, uh, looking at this uh, in a broader way... Um, <clears throat> It's rather foolish of the government to uh, zone in on this, uh, whatever it is, £100 extra. Um, I have spent uh, much of my professional life doing research into ageing. And um, what we know is that uh, as we age, we have... Um, less muscle, uh, less tissues. Yeah. So you need, you need the heat, Jeffrey. Heat. You need the heat. But so uh, if they don't do that, what people will do will go into a corner and pile the blankets on top of themselves. Now this is 
But Jeffrey, if people, obviously older people need the heat, but if they've got the money, do you, do you really think that Alan Sugar should be given the 200 quid heating allowance? Uh, no, but um, we, we're talking about one individual. We're talking about we, it being means tested, and if people have more than a certain amount of money, well, they shouldn't get it. Do we know what the means test is? No, at we, what it, level? It hasn't been established yet. But what I'm saying is that uh, you've got to keep old people moving around, yep. doing exercise. This saves money in the longer term. Because if they're taken into hospital, it's very yep. costly. If they <clears throat> go into a home, it's uh, much more costly. So if they can um, be independent yep. in their own home and not pile on lots yeah. of blankets and become inactive... Oh, it's good for them. It's, uh, Jeffrey, it's good for the country as well. I have a text from Liz, Jeffrey. <clears throat> See how you react to this. Liz <clears throat> says, how many of the pensioners who get winter fuel actually put out on what it's meant for. I hear a lot say, oh, it's all gone on Christmas presents. So she's saying that some people aren't spending it on the fuel anyway. They're just buying Nintendos and um, Spectrums for their kids yeah, and grandkids. That, that, that's life, isn't it? I mean, you, you can't check on that. It's only 100 quid. Um, it's not going to buy that much in terms of presents Jeffrey, listen, we're, Jeffrey, we're, we're running out of time. I really appreciate your input on this. Can I ask you, sir, when you looked out of the window this morning and you saw the snow, yeah. did you go... Yes. Um, no. Oh. I'm I'm 74. You can still uh, enjoy the snow at 74, Jeffrey. Well, okay, I can enjoy the snow, and um, I've been in much colder countries than this. I bet you have. I bet you have. Uh, so um, I think it it's a very small target to hit at, and the government will be uh, considered to be rather mean and rather foolish in that it's not cost effective. Jeffrey, we have to end it there. I appreciate your time. E- listen, even people in their 70s can enjoy the snow. You can sit on a sledge. Don't go down a little, a little slope. Don't go down a big hill. You can go down a little slope. The snow is, is God's gift to everyone. It's God's frozen tears. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Ian.